I'm concerned we'll end up talking about RoboCop for 12 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Possibly our longest episode ever, and it's just like talking about how like squibs are cool. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, citizens and civilians of all ages, welcome to the Pod Directive, a show where fellow like-minded horn dogs have assembled to discuss, review, theorize, and wax intellectual over any and all things related to the films of the cinematic horny king himself, Mr. Paul Verhoeven. My name is John, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my co-host and fellow OCP executive, Travis, to finally discuss the 1987 science fiction action masterpiece, RoboCop, the rare film that truly works for the smartest person in the room and the dumbest person in the room, a film with a real humanism to it that seems completely incomparable with everything it is doing on the surface level a balls to the wall satire a total deconstruction of the american hero mythology and its obsession with violence the relationship between the human race and technology a takedown of late stage capitalism on top of just being a movie about a really good dude trying to remember who he is peter weller described it while wearing full robocop costume by the way as a commercial action futuristic thriller on the face of it at the heart of it it's about the discovery of what it means to be human robocop has been a huge part of my life for as long as i can remember and has personally aged so well that i dare say it's potentially the great american movie made by a sex obsessed dutchman Longtime listeners of the show probably already know that we here on the podcast are champions of horny jail king Paul Verhoeven. But Travis, what is your relationship to RoboCop? And tell me how fucked up it is that such a large population within our age group watch this kind of religiously as young children. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, it wasn't my first movie, but I'm sure it had to be... Just unbelievably early in life, where it's some of my earliest memories, kind of. Uh, yeah. Did the level of like violence and viscera and all of that did it register as being insane at the time? No. Yeah. No. It, Not at I, all, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Like with something like the Toxic Avenger, I recognized that that was <laughs> a bit seedier. This, I, I don't know. I just. I just saw a robot cop and <laughs> uh, didn't think too much about it. Then Ed 209. Uh, and silly action and cool music. And in the age of like the 1980s, where it was like parental supervision was optional. Uh, it was optional, but it was also yeah. like the height of like masculine action cinema. <laughs> kind Do of? you view this as an action movie? Yeah. I 
I it, do, even though there's meant, more to it. Uh, yeah, mentally as a child, mm-hmm. I viewed this as one of those movies, and those movies, for some reason, in the 1980s, for uh, listeners that don't know, Travis and I are like elder millennials in our late 30s, um, so we watched these late 80s action movies like on VHS as like four and five year old kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fully allowed to watch Rambo and Terminator and Bloodsport. Without a second and, thought. Yeah. Without a second thought. You would just get them at Blockbuster and it was a big, muscly guy punching stuff. And as a child, this was one of those movies. This was my favorite of those movies. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, despite it's certainly it not- up there. It, it's hard to rank them. I uh, Revisiting in the last few years is something I've kind of been doing as far as just seeing which ones hold up and which are actually better than I remember. Like, I wasn't yeah. a, a big Arnie guy, but fucking Predator kicked ass. Yeah, we uh, did the episode on Prey and had so much fun revisiting mm-hmm. Predator at that time and, and how much yeah. it kicked ass. And I was, um, I was like a Stallone guy and I loved the Rambo movies and over the top mm-hmm. and, um, and all, and all of those. But I also like kind of worship Terminator two at the time of its release and, mm-hmm. and like saw it in the movie theaters and, and had toys for all of these things. Um, I started taking karate lessons when like Mortal Kombat came out, but like also kickboxer was like a huge reason why I started taking like martial arts lessons as a kid. It was just in the air in the eighties kind of. Yeah. And I don't know if it was because it was like the height of excess and consumerism and all of that kind of surrounding us, like the, muscle bound like kind of reaganite fantasy that is like a john rambo um really belonged in the ethos at that time and it for some reason it was very easy to market towards kids and robocop despite not having that you know that arnold that stallone it had that robot cop (laughs) in that crazy and so many of them to kind of (laughs) yeah and and it was kind of funny, but also as an adult and growing up with RoboCop, it's aged into now I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, it's kind of making fun of those things at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I wouldn't have called it funny back like growing up. Like, yeah, it didn't, wouldn't have gone on me back then. But like when I revisited uh, RoboCop for the first time in, since childhood. I was kind of amazed at how fucking good the movie was. Yeah. 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 And and how spot on the satire of it is. Mm -hmm. And we've often said sometimes the best kind of movies are the ones that work for the most intellectual people in the room and the absolute dumbest person in the room, uh, whether it's on the same level or completely different Mm -hmm. levels. Like you can take RoboCop as a four-year-old baby as just a robot cop stopping crime, shooting stuff and guys get toxic waste on them and turn into goo monsters. And there's giant like, bipedaling robots like with machine guns 
Or you can take in a funny way, (laughs) dude. When I was watching it today, and Ed Two Hundred Nine is like hesitant to like take that step, Mm -hmm. I was like, "Oh my god, this is how he takes out this giant robot." I totally forgot about that. Yeah, it's Um, it's, it's such a small part of the movie, really. (laughs) mm -hmm. But despite the kind of like intellectual merits of of RoboCop that that we'll get into the the level of violence in this thing and the nudity in this thing and the drug use in this thing and the language in this thing and that stuff that like shouldn't have really gone over our heads and maybe it just subconsciously went over our heads as children but we knew what blood looked like and we knew what boobs were we knew well, drugs were bad and like yeah yeah what is it like having to cover your eyes for nudity as a kid was the, the thing right really, yes 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 yeah yeah and uh the violence there's no need to cover your eyes for that ever uh, yeah <laughs> You know the uh, the what are you watching movies? I still have them sometimes where um, I'll be watching a movie and really enjoying it, and I'll be by myself in the house, and then like my roommate will come home or someone will walk in at the very <laughs> specific time where there's like it's a like weird sex thing. Yeah, 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 the worst possible moment, and it's the what are you watching? You know what I mean? Um, there were I mean, those moments. The entire plot to prove it. it's like a real movie and not just smart. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but then you try to explain the plot and it's RoboCop. Like, oh, wait, and this is smart. Uh, this yeah. is smart, kind of. Yeah. Uh, um, but all of that stuff went completely over my head, and it was also marketed towards us in an odd way. There were, mm-hmm. um, there were cartoon spinoffs there were toy lines there were video game lines there were comic books um it was a franchise and an intellectual property even though for children yeah no and there's a um there was a rambo cartoon like there was like a john rambo cartoon <laughs> yeah. also there's a, a Toxy avenger cartoon uh yeah yeah and all of that was, you know, Fox Kids style. Like, <laughs> this is for you, you yeah. know. Not the Robocops. And the, yeah. I liked the Robocops so much that as a kid, my entire bed set was Robocop. And my comforter had little pictures of Robocop and Ed 209 all over it. And my pillowcase said Robocop really big. Mm-hmm. And I got tucked into bed every night. Um, thinking about the movie where red foreman does cocaine and is a complete socio sociopath um which is just like an absolutely insane thing to think about kind of in hindsight especially with the rise of the pg-13 intellectual property franchisation um of the way the industry is right now what was your relationship with RoboCop kind of as a franchise, not just like as a kid, but kind of going into adulthood? Because even as a kid, like, I guess I played the video games and I must have gotten some of the comic books and stuff. And I always liked RoboCop, but I don't really even remember anything outside of the first movie as a kid. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's the general consensus. Yeah, yeah. Like I've rewatched RoboCop 2 before this. Uh, we recorded tonight, and 
it's just much less memorable. Like in the first movie, uh, I could still tell you what uh, at two oh nine looked like, uh, and then in the second one, there's another robot in it. I had zero recollection of it. Uh, Isn't his name uh, Robocop two? Yes, yes. By the end of it, by the end of it, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, clever, clever that they got it in there. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, there were, and and with that, with part two, it was even more like geared towards children, where you could see that they were going to make this third one all the way for babies. <laughs> was the third one released in theaters? It was released in theaters, though. I correct? believe so. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, and then we got the PG thirteen RoboCop three, which I, I haven't seen it. I have no recollection of it. It, it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I can't judge it. I just know that I wasn't willing to watch it before this. No, no, time. Huh? no. Um, I don't know how interested I am in like revisiting the robocop franchise like i did watch an episode of the robocop animated series and yeah, yeah. the live action just to series. see kind of. just just to kind of see as like kind of like an oddball curiosity like driving past a car accident kind of thing <laughs> um <laughs> but um from it was diminishing returns as a franchise right of course well i mean the first one kind of Mines all the good stuff you could tell, probably. Uh, mm-hmm. let's explore further into the world. I mean, the, the loss of identity and you know, finding yourself again uh, after your brain's been transported into a machine, and mm-hmm. uh, the yeah. rampant takedown of uh, capitalism affecting the police force and the military, yeah, yeah, well, the commercials and stuff are in this where they're fucking mocking. Uh, greed and privatization of all these different industries. It's they do some of that in part two also, and that's one of the things that works in it. But okay, there's only so much. That's yeah. an oddly American thing as well, and they do it a lot in in RoboCop, where <laughs> there will be a news broadcast shown, and they will say that a laser killed a hundred thousand people in california and we're mourning the loss of two former presidents and now yeah. a word from our sponsor and just show this dumb fucking commercial <laughs> like they're selling robot hearts or whatever from hyundai <laughs> yeah 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 but uh, just you can get the most terrible news in the world just being like interrupted immediately <laughs> by rampant consumerism you know yeah. and product placement it, you, know, you and you're hungry yeah 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 and I think in the hands of anyone else at the time of its release, RoboCop would have just been a kind of nothing if it wasn't for Paul Verhoeven, right? Mm-hmm. It's a very kind of run-of-the-mill concept where I could have seen Arnold in this and it would be called or Van Damme and it would have been called Cyborg. I could have seen Chuck Norris in this and it would have been called the Octagon. You know what I mean? Or something along those lines. But they had the benefit of this kind of outsider perspective 
and that is Paul Verhoeven, possibly the most bizarre filmmaker in the history of modern Hollywood to be responsible for legitimate blockbusters Mm -hmm. and one of the most bankable guys in Hollywood kind of in terms of like studios trusting him. He was almost up there with the Ridley and Tony Scott's of the worlds and the James Cameron's of Mm -hmm. the worlds. Right. But if this was placed in the hands of either of any of those filmmakers, this would have been something completely. Yeah. And and Verhoeven's career and life is just so batshit crazy. He is he he is, makes movies that are kind of rampant takedowns, or not even takedowns necessarily. I don't think he he like hates some of the things he's talking about all the time. Obviously, some of them he does, mm-hmm. um, but it they're they're satires of western society and western civilization and western Mm. culture specifically that of america at whatever time they're coming out and he is not an american director who makes (laughs) america made american films for some point of his time he grew up in holland during the nazi occupation and he lived in the hague as like a young guy. Um, and I think that's kind of given him this um, kind of like, like desensit. He was like almost desensitized at like a very young age because he grew up like living under the Nazi boot. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like he grew up looking out his window and seeing like V2 rockets landing and exploding down the street from his front yard. Um, And I think a lot of that upbringing um, allows him to understand and allowed him to always understand from like a very young age, the kind of sort of evils and pains and sufferings that like, not only humanity has to endure, but humanity is like capable of performing onto people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like none of his movies are necessarily cruel, but they have very cruel characters who point and he points out like, look how dumb this person is for doing this. Right. Yeah. His, uh, uh, flesh and blood, I think is the name of it. Is fucking, uh, Blade Runner actor Rutger Hauer. Rutger Hauer, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, You spend a lot of time with his, his, that character. He's just like a great shitbag with a band of brigands. And it's... Uh, it's a fucking weird flick. And it's weird how excessively violent and sleazy it is. And there's like a traditional hero character. And you spend very little time with him. You're, you're just hanging out with the, the monsters yeah. in it. Uh, yeah, it's not like he's necessarily endorsing or or being provocative of of, no, of these kinds no. of cruel people. He's kind of pointing them out and making them look like idiots a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, yeah. 
And oddly enough, Paul Verhoeven is one of the world's greatest living experts on the life of Jesus Christ. Do you know about this? <laughs> no, no, I did not. I did not. Uh... Yeah, he legitimately wrote a textbook called Jesus of Nazareth and is like an actual historian on the actual life of mm -hmm. Jesus Christ as like a man, you know, um, fun kind of fact. I was talking to you about it before we started recording that I think says a lot about Verhoeven and his style and the kinds of films he makes and almost like his kind of sense of humor about everything and his worldview. Um, I was watching an interview with him today and he was talking about when he was like a very little kid, he saw a painting by Heronius Bosch. Am I saying that correctly? That was the last name for sure. The, uh, yeah. Hieronymus Bosch. Hieronymus. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. He saw this painting um, called the garden of earthly delights from like the 1500s. And it depicts this like really grand epic battle between the forces of heaven and the forces of hell and a lot of weird stuff in it, <laughs> a lot of weird stuff in it. And mm -hmm. then all the way in the background, there's like a little cottage and behind that cottage, there's just a random man leaning against the shed, taking a poop and Verhoeven in this interview, he was screaming how the moment he saw that he thought those are the kinds of films I want to make. I want to, you know, all this crazy stuff is happening. And then there's that also, mm -hmm. like there's just someone taking a shit on it. You know what I mean? Um, we were going in before, you know, the 1980s height of, American masculinity kind of in <laughs> cinema. Um, he had been making movies in the Netherlands from like the sixties till the 1980s. And then in the eighties, he was kind of like ostracized from the Netherlands and moved to the United States and started obsessively watching American action films and kind of studying like the rhythms and the cores to determine like, kind of like, what connects with the American populace. You know what yeah. I mean? At the same time, he got flesh and blood, which was released by Orion pictures. Remember the, I love when yes. I see the Orion logo pop up. I get like vivid fond memories of probably starting my, my RoboCop or Van Damme VHS <laughs> as a kid. You know what I mean? Of course. Of course. Like when you see the TriStar logo pop up or unicorn. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the unicorn. What's the lady Columbia? Ah, uh, I'm not sure on that one. Uh, that makes me think of Ghostbusters and the library scene. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Every time I see a pop up. Um Orion, he filmed Flesh and Blood, his first American movie, and he started like getting a lot of scripts after making the film like and orion was like a moderate studio at the time but it didn't make movies with like gigantic budgets so he's getting all of these scripts for these action movies and then a script gets sent to him called robocop the future of law enforcement and he read the title and instantly threw it in the trash because it sounded quote unquote idiotic and american do you know this story <laughs> I do not. I do not. I'm not going to say many interviews with him. Uh, yeah. He's very funny. He has a very funny voice and kind of sounds like uh, 
that Austin Powers character that I love gold. Like that oh, yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's very Dutch. Um, so he gets this script. It was originally called Robocop the future of law enforcement and he just read the title and said no way chucked it in the trash and the story goes that his wife picked it up out of the trash read it and basically says you dummy this screenplay concerns all of your thematic interests you know what <laughs> i mean and he apparently read it that night and in his own words he said this is the american jesus <laughs> goodness is yes. that what the bad religion song's about then uh, just... oh maybe yeah <laughs> <laughs> but but like this is the savior that america needed or like the figure that america needed within the american mythology who yeah. will like die for Shepherd our sins yeah, yeah. yes yeah he will die for our sins and he goes so heavy-handed like knowing that quote and this story and watching robocop today he walks on water at the end of this movie a very deliberate choice by paul verhoeven you know what i mean i didn't pick up on the jesus stuff on this so i if i had no walking in i have probably been looking for it but yeah that's funny when murphy gets shot the first two places he gets shot are in his hands he gets yes. his hands blown yeah, off yeah yeah signs of the stigmata you know <laughs> something Paul and then he gets shot in the, the forehead where the crown of thorns goes <laughs> yes yeah yeah and then he dies and he is resurrected from the dead mm. and he is brought back to walk upon the earth to you know <laughs> he's brought be- back after three cut scenes of office parties and whatnot yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one happy new year sequence uh-huh. um yeah it's absolutely fucking insane man um the violence and viscera in this film is also like absolutely insane and kind of web usage in fucking 80s movies most likely i i'd be hard for us to think of another movie that did it better uh or more accessibly to my taste the only other stuff that I can kind of say is like at par with it are those um, kind of exploitive uh, Japanese movies. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Wolf that's kind of a little bit of a different animal there. I feel like the Long Wolf and Cub movies, I'm going to say those were the 70s. So it's and that's a little different, a little different. Uh. Yeah, it's so intense in this movie. To the point where it is cartoonish and completely unrealistic, but Verhoeven will push it so far that no matter who you are, unless you're a four-year-old, apparently, Travis and I, it will affect you on a very visceral and very upsetting level um, to the point where you will recognize it as something that's not like dumb comic booky bullshit. You know yeah, what I mean? This is a um, I like to watch reaction videos, and one of the older older movies that I like to see reactions to is this one because of the RoboCop transformation scene where uh, fucking uh, Murphy gets shot to death with shotguns and <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, and then the melted man towards the end. Where oh it's my just, god! 
absurdly violent, and he gets more and more deformed with each scene, and it's fucking 10 out of 10. <laughs> and then he gets hit by a car and explodes <laughs> into a giant puddle of blood. Yes, yeah. Uh, it is so crazy looking, you know? Um, and just like this, this movie is probably the reason I'm not like Hobo with a shotgun and trash like that. It's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, it's, like, it's living up to the uh, the exploitation premise a bit better than, uh, but it's not really. I wouldn't call it an exploitation film because it's not like a low budget type. <laughs> no, no, no. This is like a big budget movie that. Mm-hmm. cost a lot of money that made a lot of money that spawned a franchise that has the most successive fucking blood and guts like you could absolutely imagine <laughs> from something that like you can you can get away with um <clears throat> the cast is really good too like peter weller is not arnold schwarzenegger right no, no. peter weller is not sliced alone he is not a martial artist do you know what art form Peter Weller studied that made Paul Verhoeven cast him as RoboCop? Ballet, I'm guessing. Close. Equally okay. as lame. Uh, it's mime work. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. Like there, Whenever he has to move like a robot, I could see that, that training coming in. Because it is... There are times where he's moving in such a way where I wasn't sure... If it was a puppet at times, like an animatronic <laughs> or something. No, it's a guy in a suit, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's sequences where like RoboCops like functioning gets shut down for mm-hmm. one reason or another, and he does these very bold yeah. like freezes. Yeah, yeah, that's the part I'm thinking of because it looks a lot like the Muppet they explode. <laughs> yes. In his murder scene. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, Using the kind of mime uh, art form, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know what to call it, but I guess it is like an art form, right? Mimicry, like it, it, yeah. mimicry style of acting, whatever, yeah. or discipline, right? Like kind of discipline um, as opposed to using martial arts or bodybuilding or something along those lines is instantly different from everything else that's coming out around this time it's a lot less macho Mm -hmm. it's a lot less macho and if you really wanted to read into it i was like reaching deep at one point and i'm gonna say it i'm just gonna say it i i don't have many thoughts on it a lot of this film is about a living being stuck inside of a body and he does it doesn't know who it actually is mm-hmm. is robocop a uh trans icon here possibly <laughs> it's not for me to say if they want to claim him they're they're welcome to oh, yeah he's I as good an ambassador as most oh yeah absolutely and i and i think there there is like a reading there at least like who am i what am i mm-hmm. you know that uh, it's it's you're uh Outside, not matching your insides. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and I know there's something else. I just, what is it? And then you get that, like, final moment of discovery and being able to embrace it with a smile. 
mm-hmm. you know what I mean? After being like kind of upset and like, you know, towards the end of it, like there is that reading of it. And another thing this movie does is uh, Karen Allen uh, plays opposite of Peter Weller. And most of the eighties action films treat their female characters in one or two ways. They're eye candy damsel in distress there to be saved. Right. Or they're James Cameron's really weird fetishized version. Step on me, mommy, uh, dudes with boobs. Right. Yes. Yes. (laughs) There's Sigourney Weaver and Sarah Connor, and then there's like the girl from fucking Commando or what you know what I mean or like what are, you know the, the, yes, yeah yeah um, as opposed to Karen Allen in this who kind of has the same haircut as Peter Weller before he turns into RoboCop has a kick-ass little action scene, but is still very feminine. She like puts on lipstick and chews mm-hmm. bubble gum. And like, there's a sequence in this movie where he has turned into RoboCop. She recognizes him as the human and we're seeing it from RoboCop's eyes. And she's saying, it's you Murphy. It's you. And it's like, he's looking in a mirror almost the way it's like, you know what I mean? That's looking right back at him as like an equal. And that's just something that like, you never got the female lead in a giant macho action movie treated as like an equal of the main marquee item. Kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it's just so fucking different. And like, let's get to it um how does this movie start travis um with the news before that this movie starts the way all the best films start with giant silver letters that say robocop Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 just like casablanca and the godfather and citizen kane you know Mm -hmm. uh it just says robocop big and bold across the screen and i'm already so invested you know what i mean um huge action movies at this time always started with like gigantic set pieces like the Mm -hmm. boulder and fucking indiana jones or uh the you know, Skynet, right? Um, yeah. Future sequences in Terminator, or they start with like the character introduction. You know, you see Darth Vader get off his fucking ship or something along those lines. Um, this movie starts with the news, kind of predating the 24 hour news cycle that's about to start in the very near future. Like CNN was not live by 1987. Mm -hmm. Um, On top of it being like oddly more relevant than ever, especially the way like we consume news uh, at this point where it's like a 24 hour thing. I'm looking at my phone. I'm, on social yeah. media talking with my friends cnn's on 24 hours a day if you want it um and that being like this kind of weird you know pre-dating thing um this movie right off the bat says 
I have no interest in playing by your fucking rules. And this is such a smart way to dump exposition on us without having some dumb wall of text saying the year is 2049 <laughs> and Blade Runners have been hunting blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mega cities. Mega, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. of the old world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Greg, but yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, it give you an impression of the world as it is without, uh, yeah, without info or a narrator dumping it on you. And it's done in a sort of tongue-in-cheek way where they're talking about how, you know, old Detroit, violent crime is out of control. The city is in financial ruin. Mm-hmm. Um, a mega corporation by the name of um, Omni Consumer Products has now been granted access by the government to not only fund, but operate the, the police water supply force. of Flint, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Kick the indigenous people off their land. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. it's working out fine. Yeah. But yeah. we have privatized police forces. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um Demonst- the movie's demonstrating why you should dem- why you shouldn't privatize certain industries and much like story of rookie. Yeah. 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 Prison. No, 100%. I mean, as a foreigner, like Paul Verhoeven is, has the police force been completely privatized where it's not only potentially likely, it's definitely likely that if that was the case, it would be for their own financial gain. They'd have no reason to purchase something as a mega corporation other than to make money doing so, as opposed to what the police force is actually supposed to be used for, which is like a system paid for by the citizens of somewhere to protect them from something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As opposed to being like, not only are they protecting money. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we have to make money off of protecting you. Um, has it gotten to the point where we necessarily have that with like local police authorities in the country? Not to my knowledge. Is that the way prison systems work in America, though? Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There are for profit prisons. <laughs> Can't imagine how that would not have a negative effect on sedition or not sedition, but a recidivism rates, rather. Yeah. Yeah, there's and no it's incentive to rehabilitate people. There's no incentive for reformation if you are there to make a profit off someone being inside of there. Yeah. Right? There's also cost savings that have to be done at the expense of whatever, you know what I mean? Like financial choices have to be made that could not only potentially, but definitely would be detrimental to whatever the actual cause of what you're trying to do is if you were not making that kind of money. Um, As a foreigner, I'm sure that freaks out people from, (laughs) you know, nations where that's not the thing, like most places uh, in developed world. Uh, Also, um, you know, healthcare. Like I was talking to my friend about it today. He's like, you ever hear that stat about how people who make over a million dollars a year, like have a 
20 year longer life expectancy than people who make like X amount a year. And I was yeah. like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's really weird. Like I can't find a doctor. Like I can only go to urgent cares because every time I call a doctor, the doctors say, sorry, we're not taking new patients. So if you didn't have one, like, and that's because a doctor has the right of refusal in the United mm -hmm. States because our, you know, entire medical field is completely for profit for the most part. As yeah, opposed they're to most not supposed to be able to refuse you if you're actively dying, but the, <laughs> the, uh, the margin for that I, I found is a little, uh, they play fast and loose for that, I think. They play fast and loose with that, Travis, yeah. and that's also regulated by states. Do you mm -hmm. know about the Florida bill that this fucking cocksucker? Is that just, uh, assume? Yeah. 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 No, no, I haven't heard what it is, but I mean. <laughs> okay. In May of 2023, Florida Governor Ron DeSantos signed legislation to enable medical professionals to refuse to treat patients, even if it puts their lives at risk. Do you want to know what the name of this act is that he's putting into place in Florida? Sure, sure. Yeah. It's called the Let Them Die Act. Oh, wow. That, uh, <laughs> he's going to be running for president soon. Uh, what we're hearing, uh, yeah, and based on some of the what a things, fucking monster, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, based on some of the things that this guy has said, you don't think that that was enacted to explicitly refuse medical service to anyone of the LGBTQ community oh, or minority, yeah, 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 that's fucking crazy, right? It is, it is. You'd think they would have found more flowery language. To yeah, it, right. but yeah. Right. yeah 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 it, it's so fucking crazy and i mean as a child none of this uh satire sunk in no in no because you didn't have no way of knowing that it would be <laughs> uh so realistic by the time you grew up and uh yeah i mean even at that time it's it's like you didn't need a fucking crystal ball to see it during Ronald Reagan's America, right? Like, no, no. This is the height of a time period where uh, the slogan "Greed is good" was very popular. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's absolutely fucking insane, man. Um, so Omni Consumer Products OCP, um. They're controlling the police force and their plan is to kind of gentrify an area called old Detroit and build it up into something called Delta city. And before the construction can begin, the OCP needs to end the crime effectively in that area of the city, but knows that it can't rely on its already undermanned underpaid, underpaid <laughs> yeah. police department yeah yeah um i love the side plot in this film with the uh police workers unionizing because they're working for a publicly traded company and they can do that yeah it's yeah uh, 
Well, I mean, policemen do have the unions and that get uh, dirty cops their jobs back a lot. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, that uh, true. I, I don't think they should have unions for police, uh, unfortunately. It's the one field that, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not for that, at least. Uh, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. The, the strike is a plot line in the second one as well. But, oh, it is? Yeah, I don't, to the point that I don't know how long, much later after the first one it's supposed to take place, but. Long All enough the for on strike in the beginning, and it it is just hobo with a shotgun city at that point. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, you know what? You know what? I was surprised at uh, rewatching this movie today. A kind of um, kind of like unlikely influence that like I'd never put together um, was the Road Warrior. Like, okay. Yeah, like uh, with the. Practical explosions. There's some cool car stunts too in this. There are some cool car stunts uh, in this, and it's so much cooler knowing that it's an actual car getting chucked off. Yeah, yeah. I will never probably go back to that kind of. <laughs> you get. This is where I defend the fa- I, I'm defending the Fast and Furious franchise. Not. Okay. I'm not defending Fast X. I'm not defending. F9 and the Tarzan swing scene that you <laughs> saw and you can't believe is real. But uh, I always recommend to people, if you watch Fast 5, 6, and 7 and you own a copy of them, please do yourself a favor and watch the making of documentaries in the back so you can see the work that they do with these practical stunts. Yeah. Like um, you've seen or heard of the, the safe, bit from fast five where they strap a gigantic oh yeah yeah that uh i've seen that i was uh, incarcerated at the time and they were they were playing it on one of the weekends <laughs> nice nice yeah that's a fun one because it's like two and a half hours long so it would take yeah, yeah. i good... remember seeing the save scene and thinking maybe it's time to revisit the fast series you know the, <laughs> yeah. what, what's going on here i uh yeah i still haven't done it but yeah i'm, I'm working up to it yeah <laughs> It's like, wow, they really jumped the shark and now they're like going to space and driving down the Hoover Dam. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it just gets worse and worse. Cobra Commander comes out played by Gal Gadot. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, uh, but but that safe scene was done practically. Oh, and, wow. Uh, oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those are like real buildings that they just strap a safe to like a car and just drive really fast and it just whips through. It's sick, dude. <laughs> But there were like different kinds of safes that they used for it. So like one of them was a car with like a gyroscope on it so they can control the roll. And it was someone actually, you know what I mean? But they were actually like crashing the thing into shit. You know what I mean? (laughs) But they couldn't just fling it because they had to have extras and that would be really irresponsible extremely reckless yeah 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 you only have so much control with something like that uh, yeah, yeah. isn't that how stephen king like got fired from directing a movie once right oh i am not aware of this yeah 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 that um he made that killer monster truck movie he directed it at like the height of his oh maximum and- overdrive yeah, yeah. yeah with, with the hob uh, the green goblin car yes, yes yeah yeah a uh, bunch of people got hurt and died filming that oh um, i had no idea on that uh, yeah yeah it's one of those like it's one of those horror stories by the horror writer yeah it, it sounded <laughs> stupid coming out when i was saying it yeah. 
Uh, so you're going to talk about the uh, the beheading of uh, uh, with the helicopter and that sort of thing. Oh yeah, yeah, that's another completely uh, crazy what? reckless thing. John Twilight Landis, Zone? right? Yeah, John yeah, yeah. Landis from the Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, John Landis. I, I don't want to defend John Landis because he fucking killed a guy because he overworked him. Yeah, yeah. And a kid, right? <laughs> or yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of one of the MVPs of the car crash with the Blues Brothers, right? I I haven't seen Blues Brothers in too long. I uh, I I can't say. I can't say. Probably a top three comedy for me of all time. No, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it might just be up there with like, you know, like Big Lebowski, Blues Brothers, Blazing Saddles. Those are kind of like Okay. Raising Arizona, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Cohen Brothers, Mel Brooks, and then just like really dumb shit, you know? Um, because mm-hmm. there is that sequence in the Blues Brothers where they're like in this car chase and like part of the highway is cut off and none of the cars are stopping and there's just cars flying <laughs> over it, and it's like a bit like they yeah. keep going back to it, and there's just more cars piling up. And uh, it was just, you know, they just bought a bunch of cars, put a brick on them, and, like, kept throwing them off bridges. But it's it's nice when... Simple and effective. Yeah, yeah. Simple and effective. Some of the thought? explosions in this, too, where, like, people were shockingly close to the fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, there's a point where Red Foreman has, like, a gigantic fucking, like, bazooka gun. Like, him and his yeah, crew have... Yeah. Those- yeah, that's is that the part you're talking about with the explosions? I believe so. Where there's a guy in a RoboCop suit, way way too close to this fucking explosion, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, this one yeah. was like the the police strike is going on, and and Red Foreman gets the military grade weapons, and he's like, "Check out these cool guns I got!" And he like yeah. aims it at their car, and the guy is like right behind the car, and it explodes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wasn't even thinking of that one, but yeah, that is another. Uh. Yeah, and it's like each member of the crew just picks up the gun and shoots another random thing, basically, and it's just an excuse to, like, blow something up that day, you know what I mean? Um, it, it It's movie magic, right? It's, it's absolutely insane. I'm trying to think, like, Road Warrior and, and Fury Road are, are kind of the like the high In bar the height of car stunts yeah car stunts and and just like shit exploding really close to people who could really get hurt doing what they're doing right like it's up there like um uh, there's like a no budget movie called oh my zombie mermaid that uh Oh my features, zombie mermaid! Yeah, yeah, it uh, it features uh, it's all alternate title is House of Pro Wrestling and <laughs> yeah, none uh, of these things have anything to do with any of the other things that you're talking well, about. The main actor is a pro wrestler in real life, it, and there is a zombie mermaid, so it it makes sense. And okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it is not the smartest movie, but there is a house explosion, and when you watch it, you can tell that they didn't. The wrong amount of explosions were definitely there because the way people fall down, it is. They were very lucky. They were <laughs> slight burns. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. People were actually on fire and falling. You know, like yeah. no one was on fire, thankfully. But yeah, you could definitely tell they were more, much more surprised. At, <laughs> yeah. Did you see Fury Road in theaters? I did. Was- I did. That was um. 
I took my I, my wife at the time, and um, she had never seen a Mad Max movie. And I was okay. so excited. Opening night, IMAX, I'm there, and I'm, I'm talking it up, like, the entire time. And um, she didn't know what to expect. And about 20 minutes into the movie, she looks so stressed. And I was like, are you okay? I'm like hyped up. You know what I mean? I'm like, I, I'm bringing like, uh, like, like dumbbells into the theater at this point. Yeah. I'm like doing curls. Working and like, the energy that you're yeah, doing pushups and just running up and down the theater. And uh, I was like, are you okay? And she's like, this movie's stressing me out. And she's like, I'll never forget it. Are all Mad Max movies like this? And I just turned to her. I was like, Danielle, no movies are like this. Like yeah. nothing is like this. Like there are people on like bendy like rods, oh, yeah. like yeah, bamboo, yeah. like with flamethrowers, like like driving a hundred miles an hour through the desert over jumps right now. And we're supposed to be taking seriously a man named Morton Joe, and all this shit is happening. It's just like silver and chrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like stimulus, like just stimuli, just like hitting my brain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's barely a plot, and it's just an old chase. Yeah, yeah. But there's like that cool world building shit where it's like. There's guys huffing fucking spray paint saying like for Valhalla we will huff the chrome and I'm just like yeah. hell yeah dude like it is a good day to die you know what I mean like I get it that's what it is on you get whatever you're huffing paint right yeah yeah uh, yeah we did a whole episode on huffing paint once uh, we did uh, we did yeah yeah and lighter fluid yep <laughs> goofy gas as some people call it <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh... Um. So back oh, to the plot of Robert. Oh, well, oh. one last thing about explosions and just like start stuff. Uh, I come in peace. Uh, Dark Angel, the Dolph Lundgren '90s vehicle. Yeah, man. Uh, uh a lot of explosions and the uh, it kind of takes the the gunfire, the excessive like fire shooting out the end of the gun, takes that mm-hmm. to the extreme, and I love that movie. Kind of. Uh, <laughs> It like like coming out of the gun itself. You're saying yes, yeah. When you see it a little bit in this movie, when RoboCop's firing his gun, the the spray that comes out the end of it, it mm-hmm. is much uh, more extreme and awesome in peace. Where that's like it's like three feet long or something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know about? Um, have you seen any of the new Daniel Craig James Bond movies? I've seen three of them, I think. Uh, okay. I watched one with Javier, Mardem, uh, Mads Mikkelsen, and uh, the other. But. Was it Quantum of Solace or was it Spectre? Did you see the one with the Nazi ah. from Inglorious Bastards? No, no, I haven't seen that one yet. Okay. That one, I think, had the w- biggest explosion ever photographed. Oh. Yeah. Um, until, uh, obviously, yeah, until... Oh, until Oppenheimer comes out and Christopher Nolan uses a 70 millimeter camera to videotape the actual fucking nuclear bomb exploding or whatever he did to make that movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, No, like um, Christoph Waltz like blows up like a giant base in Morocco. Um, 
10,000 liters of fuel and 33 kilograms of explosives were utilized for it. And it's it's pretty batshit, man. Apocalypse Now, too. We, we've been talking about that movie quite yeah. a bit over the past year. That's a fucking tense movie, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is a the tense helicopter movie. helicopter stuff. That is what gets me with that. Just all the helicopters are flying so close to one another. And all the explosions are going off. And it's fucking wild. Yeah, and actually, actually launching a napalm strike. Um, oh, while every actor in it is out of their fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like literally, like people are losing their minds while they're filming. Having this heart thing. attacks while they're filming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Literally having heart attacks and being too scared to tell the studio because they were afraid that it was going to get shut down and they'd already launched an actual napalm strike in the jungle. So they had to, like, put him on, like, a makeshift bamboo fucking, uh, like, stretcher and, like, run him to a local, like, hospital and, like, not tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. I love the game. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Respect, respect the game there. Respect the game there. Absolutely. Um, Starship Troopers too, like, has some fucking crazy explosions, right? Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. level of violence in that too. Um, oh, fantastic level of violence and newsreels and the the sort. Uh, yeah, yeah. The would you like to learn? I almost did the beginning of this where I was gonna say a bunch of things and say, "Would you like to learn more?" But I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that was the internet right I assume in that Starship Troopers like the early days of the internet is what they were trying to I, I have like no idea there's technology in that movie that is either really accessible or like Casper Van Dien should be going to college to be like an animator like if he can like use like a little like thing to like make like an animation of him giving somebody a kiss oh yeah way, yeah yeah, I'm like, dude, go to school for that. Like, you're really good at that. You did that so quick. It looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, but who knows with apps and shit, like AI <laughs> probably did it for him at that point. Yeah, yeah. You know, he put it through like mid journey and it just like <laughs> made him a Robocop remake. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so back to the movie. This is kind of the part that we've been wanting to talk about we've been dancing around they're having this like executive meeting um <laughs> for these uh for the ocp the the omni consumer products are having this executive meeting where um the senior president of the company whose name is dick jones which i love so much yes yes um dick jones is presenting his new law enforcement droid the ed 209 ed 209 stands for something right uh yes no i don't know what uh enforcement droid is what it stands for yep yep um he believes that this thing is going to be able to eradicate crime in old detroit quickly enough for them to start construction on delta city the scene where Dick Jones is going over, you know, the plans for Delta City and talking mm-hmm. about all this. I took note of it today watching it. Um, and they show that like model of the new city and shit behind them. 
that's a minute and a half long one take and you don't even notice that dude like you don't I even notice it. didn't notice it yes yeah <laughs> it's got impressive. this like it's impressive and like Verhoeven, like it feels camp and serious at the same time you know yeah 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 uh not Starship Troopers has a fucking shit ton of camp stuff in it to where it is almost it's too much for my personal taste, but this is more straight based with a few exceptions, I guess. Yeah. 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 I don't know if it's like if it's more straight faced with a few exceptions or you look at it at like the time period in which it was made up against its peers, and it's like mm-hmm. I mean it looks pretty good and all you know, like and it it's not as corny as like some of the lines where Arnold throws a knife at some guy's hand and he says, need a hand. you know what I mean? Like <laughs> that was just kind of the thing at the time, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, Ed 209, uh, we should mention is a mixture of like full sized models. It's a gigantic, like bipedaling robot that mm-hmm. looks like a mix of an ATAT and my microphone, right? Yes. Yeah, the, the grid part on the the top of it. Huh? It's a mix of a giant actual life size, you know, mechanical thing and stop motion miniatures. Um and all the stop motion was overseen by the great Phil Tibbet, who did the stop motion for Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, like... Had some success then. Some great success. Uh, he has the, um, the fucking quote where he was watching some of the CGI dailies come back in post-production for Jurassic Park, and he said, like, well, my career is now extinct. You know what I mean? Like, the dinosaurs made me extinct. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And because um, of the, the CGI use and all that. Uh, yeah, because of yeah. how smooth and how good it looked. But I think the stop motion adds a kind of like charming jankiness. I agree. <laughs> do you think it has anything to do again with the, we were talking about car chases. We were talking about explosions. The like just pure fact that pointing a camera and photographing a physical object with actual light hitting it will kind of almost always look better than a fully similar quality yeah yeah like a fully computer rendered version of that you know yeah i don't think 20 years from now we're going to be looking back at the uh the janky cgi backgrounds in ant-man quantumania and get sentimental about it (laughs) no it's anything other than abhorrent uh yeah and I don't know if it's more I, I have this theory that the jankiness and kind of um almost like amateurish kind of nature of a lot of the effects of the squibs, the mm-hmm. the stop motion and everything in Robocop, because it's completely forgivable in my eyes. Um 
is because in my brain, I can actually process what is doing that. I know that yeah, yeah. that's a thing and I know how somebody it, is doing it kind that. It works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm just thinking, oh, my God, that's so cool. You know what yeah, I mean? That's- I can not only forgive it. I have in my notes, where did we go wrong that we stopped doing this as often? Like, uh, fully I'll- CGI, not CGI, but uh, fully practical, like, dummies of humans with animatronics inside of them simulating their depths. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, we we are an MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe fucking podcast. That's what we do here. We did nothing but lambast, rightfully so, the computer generated imagery of Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, and some of it in uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever with yeah. Namor. And a lot of it in Thor Love and Thunder. But when we talked about Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, a couple weeks ago when it came out, we said it there. Having people with fucking goat heads on as opposed to a CGI goop monster or Mm -hmm. CGI goat man in a room that's an actual set built to be that fucking room made that movie feel so like much better, so much better and fully realized. And, you know, um, and it looked better, you know, we have mm-hmm. the luxury now and, and honestly, Paul Verhoeven is an innovator of this luxury and this mixed discipline where, he was capable in Starship Troopers to take the filming style of RoboCop and Total Recall, which are 100% practically done yes. special effects. And I'll say Total Recall is kind of the um, the pinnacle of that kind of Phil Tippett, Tom Savini, Rick Baker, mm-hmm. fucking crazy people like, you know, Rick Baker and Sam Winston with the the monster makeup shit, Tom Savini with the gore and Phil Tibbet and even like Joe Johnson and stuff with the animation and stuff like that. Uh, taking all of those practical effects, visual effect disciplines and, and doing it 100% in camera. Um, Total Recall is like the pinnacle of that. And it's kind of the last movie of that size and scope to come out before Jurassic Park where mm-hmm you started to get this mixed discipline of practical being using CGI implemented into your practical effects to make them look better. But with Starship Troopers, Paul Verhoeven kind of married both of those in a way where you can watch a movie that utilizes a lot of computer generated imagery from 1998 that still looks totally fucking bomb. And that's because a lot of that computer generated imagery has actual models of spaceships just yeah, yeah. hanging out. Right. You know what I Even mean? The creatures look kind of decent for, well, they look great for 98. And even by modern standards, most of the time they look inoffensive kind of. And uh, a lot of the, um, the creatures in Starship Troopers, the way they used the CGI mm-hmm. was 
using Phil Tibbet and Sam Winston designs where they built miniatures and life size of these things, used them as actual photo reference, used actual stop motion for the ones that are in the foreground. Yeah, yeah. Put them onto the image. Like most of that movie is just like in a desert in like Calabasas or some <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they were able to like splice that into a practical set and then just kind of like duplicate it. I know Peter Jackson did that a lot with like the orcs and the armies and stuff in Lord of the Rings where he took the same hundred extras, took like 10 takes and then just like multiplied it to make it look like a million people, you know, Mm -hmm. but you take the ones that are done practically, put them in the foreground and then take the ones that are CGI, put them in the background and kind of like couple uh, both of those things. Um, that is not what Ed 209 looks like, though. This guy looks like a clay fucking puppet mm-hmm. being photographed 24 times per second <laughs> and projected you back. You notice the frame rate of this fucking thing whenever it's moving around. And there's some nice Ed 209 acting, though. <laughs> puppet okay. Acting. Yeah. Not only- the sound effects, too, are notable with it. I, I gotta talk about the sound effects because they're so cool it's you could very easily have used some sort of robot voice manipulator thing a la the droids and star wars or something along those lines um paul verhoeven did not do that and he used like lion roars and pig squealing right yeah 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 and you can definitely tell that it's an animal of some kind uh and it makes it feel more dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. It, it makes it feel, for lack of better words, more I, alive. Yeah, yeah. I remember Ed 209 being like a bigger deal than he really is in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like in two scenes and it takes like three minutes total to deal with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's in this scene. He's in the scene where he trips down the stairs and then he just gets like blown up towards yeah, the end. Yeah, one shot it at yeah. the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but iconic design, iconic use of practical uh, stop motion and puppetry and, and incredible sound design. Dick Jones believes that the implementation of this gigantic, scary robot is going to eradicate the crime in old Detroit so they can build Delta City. And he gives a demonstration. Why he gives a demonstration with machine guns on the middle of like an executive boardroom? I, I, I don't care. Like you'd think that they would do that in some like test garage or something along yeah. those lines. Uh, but he pulls out a giant fucking pistol and asks um, somebody. I believe his name is is Bob. Uh, mm-hmm. Bob Morton, um, some junior executive. He says, "Bob, come up here." Take this giant fucking pistol and point it at Ed 209. Let's see what happens. The demonstration goes horribly, horribly wrong. Ed 209 is incapable of recognizing that Bob has put down his weapon after Ed 209 requests. He's surrendering. This is a common mistake in law enforcement. You can't tell when someone's ready to give up Mm -hmm. and you can stop abusing them. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was a gun, uh, yeah, sir. That yeah. was a Snapple can. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, does this film 
age well in a post George Floyd, post Trayvon Martin. No, but not. I, uh, I almost regret bringing it up because it's <laughs> this it's is amazing and that it, it really isn't. Uh, but this movie outright calls those people fucking morons. You yeah. know what I mean? Which yeah. is a good thing. We should be calling the people who shoot people for no reason fucking morons, especially when they're in an authoritative position and they know they can get away with it. Like, mm-hmm. kindly go fuck yourself, sir. You know what I mean? Like, um, Ed 209 proceeds to open fire on poor Bob in perhaps the most dramatically an excessively violent and bloody shooting in any film of all time. It's up there. For sure. Like the thing that gets me, uh, like the, the swab use is great, but the placement also, there's parts where you see his thighs explode. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You see people get shot in the chest or something or, uh, if they really want to surprise you, they'll throw a, a squib on the neck or something where, like, a single one pops. Uh, yeah. It, the ones where his legs are exploding, it's like... <laughs> Amazing. Oh. I think it holds the record for the most squibs ever utilized in... Oh, really? That wouldn't... Yeah. Be, yeah, yeah. I I could see that. <laughs> it, it also... Um, had to be cut i believe to avoid like an x rating um, i know one of the robocops is like that i don't know which one but i i, I would like to see the full cut <laughs> yeah i would assume that it's at, that it's this one this like one. i'm looking yeah, yeah. At, at a picture of of this poor bastard getting fucking at the end and it is gruesome also squibs um have you ever uh used a squib no, no, I know they hurt a little bit, at least. <laughs> they are firecrackers, my friend. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, fair amount. Yeah. 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 Hell for the one, <laughs> yeah, the ones in the samurai films and, and you know, the, the mm-hmm. kind of um, the shogun assassin ones that we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, well, there's like a, a hose uh, type thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a hose with like a pump. It's an impact. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the ones where it's like machine gun blasts and things along those lines are a hole getting blown through somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to be capable of breaking through the clothing most of the times and like exploding this bag. Yeah. So they are like small detonations <laughs> that are remotely detonated normally. Um, I'd imagine that would hurt. I know they wear Kevlar under their clothes okay. a lot. Yeah. 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 Um, this is like the best fucking scene of all time, man. It's so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking cool. Um, obviously, the Ed 209 demonstration goes terribly, terribly wrong. Um, and the CEO of OCP, um, I so badly wanted to find the name of this character it turns out his name in the credits is the old man, um, which is shockingly relevant even to this day. Like um, 
you're watching Succession now, like the old yes. rich white guy. Like you could just call Logan Roy the old man, pretty much. You know what I mean? Like who is he? Just some old guy. You know what I mean? Some like old power and the money though. So yeah, yeah, all, yeah. Like, yes, mercy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the old man is absolutely pissed at Dick Jones and is like, "This is not acceptable." Uh, meanwhile, a junior executive played by the great, uh, late and great Miguel Ferreira um, of uh, Twin Peaks fame. He was also the bad guy in Disney's Blank Check. Um, mm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just I, I've always loved him. This movie is is populated with fantastic character actors. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, Ferreira's character uses this as a way to like kind of cut his way in line and propose his RoboCop program directly to the CEO. He's like, well, I do have this idea. Have you heard of the RoboCop program? The guy's like, no, but cool name. You know what I mean? RoboCop. Um, I'd buy that for a dollar, he says. I'd yeah, buy, yeah, yeah. I'd buy that for a dollar, exactly. I was wondering how long it was going to take uh, for for one of us to say that, and the answer is an hour and twenty minutes. Um, yes, yes. But I, I am proud of us. I am proud of us. We're on the it's second screen of the movie. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So this guy immediately accepts, and and and. Miguel Ferreira's character um, is he earns the hatred of of Dick Jones. This is where we start to think, oh, maybe Dick Jones isn't isn't such a great guy. Yeah, yeah. names a little on the nose, perhaps. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Um, meanwhile, Detroit police officer Alex Murphy, played by the great Peter Weller, is being transferred from another precinct to old Detroit, the area where they need to eradicate crime for this new uh, megacity thing. Megacity yeah. one. That's not megacity <laughs> one. Um, pretty much. Pretty much. Yep. His partner uh, Ann Lewis, played by the great Nancy Allen of um, you know in a lot of Brian De Palma movies that I really like. She's in like Dress to Kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the cunt in Carrie who causes this poor girl to like go on a school fucking killing spree. Um, I like this actress a lot. Uh, has She's been assigned um, to be Murphy's new partner. And there is a really fucking cool sequence where they're like, they're bonding like they get along murphy mm-hmm. treats her as his equal you know what i mean he he doesn't flex his muscles and say like you know wait in the well, car he doesn't let her drive at first but by the next time you see them driving she is uh so it's, yeah he offers he says maybe you should drive or something like You're that competent and yes yes yeah yeah uh, despite your your sexual disability yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Despite your lack of testosterone and muscles, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I suppose you um, yeah. I love the sequence where he's outside waiting by the patrol car and he's doing the the gun flips. Yeah, and and she's like, "What you? What are you doing there? It looks pretty slick." And he's like, "Well, I got a kid." And he watches this uh, dumb TV show called TJ Laser. And every time the guy shoots a bad guy, he does this cool little flip. So I, you know, my kid thinks that all good cops are able to do the flip, and I don't want to disappoint him. And she's like, "Oh yeah, you don't want to disappoint him." He's like, "It looks pretty cool too." You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I enjoy it as well, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. We have now been with these characters for all of like three minutes. I already like him. I already kind of get him. Like, mm-hmm. good guy. Good, good chick. You know, we saw her wrestle like a gang member. So we know she's like competent, right? Indeed. Indeed. They get a uh, call on the patrol car, though. Uh, oh, you're bounce. going to skip over the, uh, the co-ed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're... yeah, yeah. I forgot where it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's when they first get there, pretty much. So they come in and they... Uh, it's not really a shower. It's just like a locked room, but yeah. But very, very forward thinking of mm-hmm. our horny king, Paulie V. You know, this movie is significantly less horny than most of his films. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, this movie's rather kind of androgynous in its in its. Well, uh, they're making a movie for children, John. They can't just be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. As a child, I dream. You could say that, ladies, and people wouldn't even stop at the notion that this is for children, most likely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw a couple of uh, those like pointy eighties tits, you know what yeah. I mean? That like came down and up, you know, uh, <laughs> they sat in those weird bras so long that they just kind of like turned into like, like buff bananas, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I, the co shower thing though, again, like um, I like to think that like, Paul Verhoeven's like Dutch kind of roots, that kind of forward progressive thought where he envisions this future where there is no threat. There's no division there. Like you are my partner. I'm not looking at your tits and thinking about burying my fucking head in them. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I treat you as an equal. This is just a thing that we have to do. There's no reason why any of us should feel not only ashamed, but especially like threatened uh, mm-hmm. by doing so. Uh, and it's something he continues to do in Starship Troopers, right? Yeah, yeah. More, more infamously because you see Denise Richards' uh, boobies, right? <laughs> I don't recall if you see hers, but yes. Uh, you see the redheads, right? Yeah, the, the curly-haired one. The, yeah, uh, yeah, fake, yeah, fake Felicity, right? <laughs> <laughs> um Starship Troopers is a significantly hornier movie though because it, it, it it's got that like kind of rough uh sex scene with fake felicity and um and Casper Van Dien, right? Mm-hmm. Like they bang in like a tent or something along <laughs> those lines. Um, yeah, yeah. And even Total Recall is kind of horny because like Sharon Stone's in those like leggings and uh, there's a sex scene there too. Uh, there's also a three titted alien. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most famously, most famously, <laughs> um, Basic Instinct is a dangerously horny movie. Oh yeah, uh, that's that'd be the uh the plot synopsis there <laughs> yeah yeah dangerously horny <laughs> like the the tagline oh we'd actually be on the vhs yeah 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 the vhs cover like martin scorsese <laughs> quote like the box quote 
<laughs> Some guys from the internet, dangerously horny. Yeah, yeah. Very much so. Uh, very much so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, it's like it's, I'd still hit it, though. You know what I mean? Like, at the bottom. <laughs> like, every man in That is the also United part of the plot summary. <laughs> that is. Yeah, that is part. They yeah, all yeah. kind of agree. There's a room of guys saying, this chick is crazy, but still, like, mm-hmm. she can get it. Get a power through. Get a power through. Got a power through, literally and figuratively, mentally and physically. Um, <laughs> um, uh, showgirls, horny to a fault. That could be on the box. <laughs> yeah, even but, to the day, but better than a still. Yeah, 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 yeah. Horny in a weird way. That's what that yeah, one would say. Yeah, yeah. Horny, but also off-putting. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, a lady uh, masturbates uh, with a Virgin Mary uh, crucifix or something like that in this book. Yeah, movie. it's it's a uh, Virgin Mary statue that's been uh, whittled away <laughs> into a dildo, so one yeah. nun can can scissor the other nun with it. Um, it's it's uh, sacrilegiously uh, horny. You know what I mean? Uh, what's the word? Sacrilegious is what I would call it. <laughs> Uh, thank you thank you um so yeah uh murphy and his partner Anne. her name's Anne. uh i forgot (laughs) if i said that um they get a call on their radio and they go pursue this crew of thugs uh led by i don't know the name of the actor Kurtwood Smith, yes. Oh, Kurt Wood Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you? Red yeah, from uh, that 70s show, huh? Red from that 70s show as one of the most ridiculous 80s bad guys of all time. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Ridiculous, ridiculous 80s bad Wait, guy. Right. There's a long gap between watches from childhood and then as an adult with this movie, and I had completely forgotten that he was in this kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And every time he does pop up, I always think like, man, that's the first time I saw this guy as a kid. And then I think it is crazy that I saw this as a kid every time he pops up because his mm-hmm. scenes are fucking nuts. But <laughs> I mean, we've said it on this show constantly where if you want your audience to remember anything about anyone in your movies you should make them look different from one another you know what i mean and he's got a crew of incredible character actors ranging from super craggly face to leland palmer from twin peaks yeah you know what i mean it's it's awesome it's awesome um he has a very he has a multi-racial crew of uh, miscreants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they all have like little defining ticks. Yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah, he's wearing a beret, and <laughs> and he does that like <laughs> he does that like hyena laugh. Then, yeah, I was going to say you're you're being very mild with how obnoxious yeah. he laughs. Yes, yes. Yeah, but it's cool the way he does it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like a uh, great eighties bad guy, you know. Um mm-hmm. another fucking gigantic eighties action film that I can't believe it took us scene three checks time, an hour <laughs> and thirty minutes uh to get to is is Die Hard. And the 
villains and terrorists in Die Hard, like mm-hmm. I know all their face. Like the black tech guy in Die Hard, that guy fucking rules. Like the uh the big jacked dudes, the German guys with the long hair, those guys fucking rule. And I remember them because they look different from one another. So yeah, like yeah. stop making everyone stop casting fucking uh Scott Eastwood and things. Person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Character actors are nice. Yeah, yeah. Especially when they look like russet potatoes. Uh <laughs> we need to bring that back, you know. Yeah, where are the young Walter Matthaus, you know, these days? Matthaus <laughs> humans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, my father was a Bernard and my, my mother was a Schnauzer. Real <laughs> <laughs> saints, that one. Huh? Yeah, 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 exactly. St. <laughs> Benedetta. Um, uh-huh. Some fucking awesome 80s bad guy dialogue there's a lot of it in this i i <laughs> should have sat there and written them all down but like they're in this fucking van getting chased by murphy and his partner and red foreman goes up to one of the guys and he's like you know how to fly about time to fly can bobby you fly, bobby after can he gets you fl- wounded they pick him up and fucking hurl his court set to fucking <laughs> Well, he's not a corpse yet, I guess, but yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, he's a corpse once he gets hurled at a moving car. Um, But this is another thing that happens a couple times in this film. Uh, That's one of our favorite on the podcast, our favorite um, cinematic devices in filmmaking, which is throwing puppets at shit. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. I, I can think of two notable instances where a puppet gets thrown in it. And this is one of them when he throws uh, Bobby at a car and you yeah. get to see this puppet get chucked at at a moving vehicle. Um, the other one is more infamous. We'll get to it later. I'm still curious as to why it looks the way it does. Um, mm. But, you know, the big arm thing. Um, but they eventually... Uh, track these guys down to like an abandoned uh, steel mill, like this big abandoned like factory on the outskirts of fucking Detroit. And they kind of like call for backup, but we already know that the police department is like understaffed and, and overworked and underpaid Mm -hmm. and they're looking to strike. So dispatch is like, sorry, there's no backup available. And, Anne is the one who's like, are you down to do this? And he's like, if you are, and they just both get out of the car, they're both equals. Again, it's nice to see this kind of relationship in the 1980s when it was mostly just like testosterone, ego, masculinity, fucking bullshit. You know, it's cool. Um, They do split up. This is when you you kind of do get the one kind of weird, and maybe it's just Paul Verhoeven being like horny. Um, she finds the the black guy who laughs like a hyena, and he's like taking a piss, and she's like, "Put your hands above your head," and he's like, "Can I zip up first? And she like checks out his his yes. his big black dick, and it costs yeah. her dearly. It costs her dearly. Yeah, yeah. She gets fucking chucked off of a. Uh, chucked off of a, a ledge and he thinks that he's killed her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, this is our first introduction to something kind of fun that happens in this, that 
Um, again, I think this is a European's perspective on how he thinks Americans consume dumb shit. Um, there, two of the thugs are watching TV, and this like it's like Benny Hillish. It's like an old guy. They show it keeps happening yeah, throughout. Yeah. This you thing know. pops up three times. Yeah, and it's very popular. And every time it pops up the dumb Americans stop what they're doing and like over laugh. They think it's like yes. way funnier than it should be. And it's like a guy throwing cake at like hot girls tits and saying, mm. I'll buy that for a dollar. Right. Yes. It, yes. Dumb yeah. American catchphrase stuff. Uh. Yeah. Dumb American catchphrase stuff with big boobs. Mm-hmm. Ha ha ha. You know what I mean? Um, kind of reminds me of like the idiocracy the like ow my balls yes yeah yeah you know um and and like predates idiocracy by like fucking 20 years i guess (laughs) at that point you know which is kind of funny you know um so murphy corners these two guys while they're watching tv one of them tries to draw a gun murphy kills the guy He's got the other guy fucking dead to rights. And then Leland Palmer, Red Foreman, and the other guy like come out and they're like, we got you fucking captured. I just killed your partner. What are you, some kind of good cop? Some kind of great cop? And part of me inside wants them to be like, some kind of robocop you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> what are you some sort of robocop um and red foreman's like well i fucking hate cops and they don't just kill murphy they yeah. i want to say this scene I'm curious to know if anyone has saw this without seeing the trailer beforehand or anything like that, and if maybe they thought that Ed 209 was going to be the RoboCop in the title, because this is shot in a way that feels like it's going to be a last-minute save, and we know that uh, his partner is still around, but... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Instead, they explode his fucking hand first, and you're thinking, well, maybe this is like Luke Skywalker, except far more graphic and horrifying. Yeah. And then they open fire on his body, like, yeah, with shotguns and assault rifles for like a solid 20 seconds. And just there should be nothing. Yeah, uh, there should be nothing. But granted, like he loses his his fucking hands yeah. and his legs. Like it's all getting like shot off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they all start cackling and they're like, oh my god, he's still alive. And Red Foreman basically like takes an assault rifle and like shoots him in the fucking head. And Murphy just falls to the ground, fucking dead. Um, this is a crazy violent sequence, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like shockingly, shockingly violent. Um, it's really one of those things where if it was in a terrible movie, it would make that terrible movie worth watching kind of by itself at least once. But this movie has several <laughs> yeah. of that, this, that grade. Yeah, this movie is rather consistent in its level of like, oh my yeah. god, that was like, crazy. Yeah. I'm thinking of like uh, the 80s horror movie Intruder that uh, has a bandsaw uh, death where someone gets their face 
Grimace Revenge on and it hits their teeth and it's just oh terrible movie, but I remember that fucking scene and it's kinda of like yeah, you watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should check that out. I mean that's one, um yeah. that's a lot of exploitation cinema throughout yeah. like the seventies and the early eighties. It's it's like stuff that, you know, we've talked about a lot where, you know, people watch grindhouse trailers or whatever and fucking yeah yeah like you watch these old grindhouse and and b movie trailers and you're like oh my god these things have to be so fucking violent and you realize like the trailer shows the one bit but then there's that one scene where you're like holy shit they're mostly like an hour and a half of watching bad actors in a bad movie yeah uh doing things badly it's very boring most of the time yeah yeah most of the time they're pretty boring unless they're like death wish three you know um and and honestly like the 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 level of the explosions and the violence and stuff that this almost reminds me of the most is like death wish three and death wish two and shit like that where it's just fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Like it, it's so fucking crazy. Um, this is another one I have, uh, I have watched with people for the first time. Um, sometimes people who are like younger than me, you know what I mean? Um, and, and I'll be like, Oh, you ever see RoboCop? And they're like, no, I heard about it. I know they remade it. I was like, oh, you want to watch RoboCop? And I'll put this movie on and this stuff will just happen. And I'll just be turning to them, like giving them thumbs up. And they're like, what the fuck, man? You know what I mean? Um, You can't really do do it justice. Just telling someone what's going to happen. Yeah. 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 Other films kind of like that where I love introducing them to people if they say they haven't seen that. Like John Carpenter's The Thing goes from oh, yeah. zero to a hundred so Why are they quickly. shooting at the dog? <laughs> yeah, why are they shooting at the dog? And then it's like, oh my God, that guy's head is walking like a spider and crawling with its tongue and yeah, yeah. there's goo everywhere. Um, I don't you know trust what's anyone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't trust anyone. You know, why did you make me watch this? Yeah, um, yeah. um what's it called? Uh, Maniac. The um Joe what's his Spinell. name? Movie? Joe Spinell movie, Maniac. William Ludsting made that. Uh mm-hmm. William Ludsting movies, those are another one where um are they great movies? Like, no. Like Robocop yeah. is a great movie. Uh Maniac Cop is not a great movie. <laughs> like, you know. Um that's accurate. That's accurate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm but, more of a but, Maniac Cop 2 and 3 man myself. <laughs> really? Maniac Cop 3? The one where it's like the daughter of Maniac Cop? It's actually something? Bride of Maniac Cop. They okay, don't call I'm it sorry. that. But I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but there's a, a very long chase scene where um, the person driving is on fire, and that's a 10 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rest Plus of the movie, I, I, not so hot, but that... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That scene where the person operating a vehicle is actually on fire and actually operating a motor vehicle is yeah. is a ten out of ten. Um, but but William Ludsting, the guy who made Maniac Cop, also oddly enough, he his other big movie is called Maniac. Like the guy didn't have, I guess, too many ideas or titles in the bank. You know what I mean? The person worked out so well. It worked out so well. Um. Maniac is another one where I've like I've shown people that movie and they're like, 
what the fuck man you know like if they're like oh i like slashers i'll be like you ever hear of maniac like that's the one yeah. like yeah 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 uh, that, that one hurts to watch yeah that's not a fun slasher movie uh Mm-mm. great but, remake remake to a really different kind of animal but i can both are so worth checking out at least once uh. so i mean let's use that opportunity to talk about something um RoboCop was remade, right? And yeah. The Maniac remake, right? The the first Maniac that was in 1981, 1982 probably, the mm-hmm. the Lutzing one. Um that's a very dark, visceral slasher. Grimy, uh, sweaty. Grimy, sweaty. It's like very New York. It's it's mm-hmm. a brutal movie in a very specific way. And the remake, you know, you hear, oh, my God, they're remaking Maniac. And the Maniac fans are like, what the fuck? Why are you remaking Maniac? <laughs> like, you know, we did it with yeah. Evil Dead a couple of years ago, you know, like when the Evil Dead came out in like 2013 or whatever. Like, why are you doing that? I'm not necessarily against a remake if the person is approaching it from an interesting way you know stories have been retold over and over and over and over again throughout history right like i jerk off to succession and it's king lear you know what i mean (laughs) like we loved fucking uh the the northman and it's hamlet you know what i mean yes like if you it, it and and those stories were kind of remade and retold in different ways 20 30 years after they were originally written or originally made back in like since the 1600s you know since you know art was made somebody was then taking that old story and retelling it in a different way if you're approaching it from a different way that's really dope if you're approaching it from a sense of um a mix of like creative bankruptcy and just like sheer capital and name recognition you know what i mean that's fucking whack um maniac is a great example of a young filmmaker taking the bones of something Mm -hmm. old and doing it in a very unique way and telling it in a very new and unique way because the the remake is told completely first person yeah, yeah. From the POV, the only time of, you see fucking Elijah Wood, who's playing the the main character, is in a mirror or at the very end when he's kind of having an out of body experience. Yeah, he has like an outer body transcendental experience when he yeah. like murders people, right? Well, um, spoilers for Maniac 2013, but he's being yeah. ripped to pieces by the people he's murdered. Yeah, that he is. That he <laughs> is. Mannequins who have come to life that he yes. scalped. <laughs> that he scalped that he uh yeah. calls mommy it's uh, yeah. a dark movie um you it robocop seems like the fucking perfect movie to remake right now specifically from like the obama the bush ever like post yes. 911 robocop sounds like that should work on paper if you were smart enough to do it right Mm -hmm. do you know in like 2009 2010 what filmmaker was tasked to originally remake robocop no do not i do not darren aronofsky was going to remake robocop 
That would have been interesting. Yeah. I think that would have been cool. He was involved for like two years. It was going to be his next movie after the wrestler. He was going to step up and do a franchise movie. Um, the I can studio kind of see why that probably fell apart. So, uh, uh, it was it was um, MGM uh, went bankrupt. Oh, and, oh and yeah, 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 yeah. They owned the uh, they MGM bought Orion's back catalog, mm-hmm. and they were the ones releasing everything. And then MGM had gone bankrupt around like two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Um, another studio had acquired them and now they're finally owned by Amazon. So we might be getting like a RoboCop TV show on prime or some bullshit. Hopefully it's done well though. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Because like I had the thought today, some of the original directors who were asked to do RoboCop before uh, Paul Verhoeven got the script because this was like a spec script that was like getting sent around a lot. Um, you know, Ridley Scott, the usual suspects. Yes, yes. But the one who came like really close before Paul Verhoeven back in the eighties was David Cronenberg. Oh. Um yeah. That would have been interesting too, potentially. Potentially. Different movie. Yeah, yeah. Very different movie. Uh equally as gross and horny. Most likely. Yeah. Most likely. Um how dope would it be if Brandon Cronenberg was asked to like do, do a RoboCop, yeah, a yeah. RoboCop thing for Amazon Prime or some shit. It'd be cool. Can't say. I, uh, I certainly want to see it. Yeah, and have like Skarsgård and Mia Goth play fucking <laughs> <laughs> Anne and and Murphy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I I I don't know the RoboCop remake that we inevitably got. I haven't seen the 2014 film, um, but I've I've never had a ton of interest in seeing it. Uh, I I get whether we're going for RoboCop, the design on it looks a lot sleeker and more badass with the black and red and everything. But like I, the RoboCop design, maybe I'm biased because I grew up with it. But it's iconic. It kind of dorky looking, but it's Mm -hmm. it's a cop. It's, it's bulky. It's slow. It looks yeah. like a police cruiser. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Um, but the the 2014 remake that they went for after Aronofsky left was let's play this safe. Let's mm-hmm. do a by the numbers RoboCop. And 2011, the Avengers is to blame, right? Like the Avengers and Transformers, like the MCU is to blame for this. That was the era of what intellectual property do we have in the spank bank Mm -hmm. that we could throw on the table and start a fucking fucking movie franchise. Yeah. Yeah, A universe or a franchise or whatever the fuck it is, because Mm -hmm. it worked with the MCU. um, It worked with fast and the furious. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Man of Steel came out by 2014. Uh, Batman v Superman had been announced. You know what I mean? The The Dark Universe was was just a whisper away. Um, it was just Some a whisper, by the way. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a whisper. It faded <laughs> out rather quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the Dark Universe. Um, 
and and that's just totally lame because I think, especially even sending it in Detroit and seeing like what's happened to Detroit since mm-hmm. the 1980s. You could say something there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could really say something there. You know what would be an interesting movie I think would make a fun remake, by the way, before we go back to talking about fucking RoboCop? Uh, the Warriors would be a fun kind of modern. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Done well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like if done well, like you know, you could strip that of its camp and like mm-hmm. make a crazy yeah, like <laughs> Yeah, dude, that movie's the best, man. That movie's the best. So much style. Uh yeah. That's where it has most for me, I think, yeah. Yeah. It's got flair. Like mm-hmm. it oozes flair. You know what I mean? Um and I can dig it. But uh <laughs> Imagine like the worst case scenario is they do like a bad Warriors remake that's like rated PG thirteen, and the post credits is the character from Streets of Fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's the remake you didn't know you want to. Yeah, it's the did. shit. Yeah, yeah, the the Walter Hill shared universe. Uh, yeah, they yeah, make an extreme yeah. prejudice spinoff. You know what I mean? Um, uh. So, I'm just imagining Willem Dafoe coming back for the remake. It's like a late-term sequel remake thing. Is it? Ah, uh, yeah. Samuel yeah. L. Jackson with uh, fucking Tom Cody from Street Fire. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no, yeah, Fire. It's getting late. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it is Streets of Fire. It's not Streets of Rage. That was yeah, the beat that is, up. Yeah, yeah. Sega Genesis game. Very similar. Yes, yes, too. yes. We're waiting for the the Streets of Rage, Double Dragon, Battle Toads <laughs> cinematic universe. Of course, that was probably thought of at one point in time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes. If yeah, uh, yeah. a Ninja Turtle movie comes out and does a million dollars, we'll get that Battle Toads. Oh, you think so? <laughs> Especially after the Super Mario movie did well, they're going to be looking for any video game nonsense they can. Yeah. Do you think that this Super Mario movie is going to have the worst effect where Nintendo's like, we're going to do Marvel and it all leads up to a Super Smash Brothers? Like, you know, like <laughs> that, that, that hand, if that, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. He's like the Thanos. You know what I'm saying? You're selling me on this thing, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen Super Mario movie yet. Oh, yeah. I haven't either. I haven't either. But I have written a Captain Falcon spinoff, so <laughs> <laughs> in my head since I was yes, five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um. So fun tidbit I got from a, uh, a director's commentary with Paul Verhoeven uh, watching my my precious RoboCop today. Um. When Murphy dies, it fades to black, right? Mm-hmm. The original cut of this film faded to black and was completely silent for 50 whole seconds. Oh. Yeah. And he wanted the audience to think your main character just fucking died. So it is kind of like uh, the suggestion where they. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They want exactly. you to not see the trailer for this fucking thing. I, I don't know. I have no way of knowing how much fight it died beforehand or any of that. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you see the poster and there's a robot cop. Yeah, on yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Away. yeah. yeah. Probably like, against his wishes. Mm-hmm. We haven't gotten the robot cop yet, so we know that's coming. Um, 
after this, I, I guess it is kind of, it's not, ex- it's not fucking 50 seconds. It, it's not even a Holdo maneuver level of silence, but, <laughs> um, but it is like maybe about like five seconds or so. And then we get what I kind of caught as like my favorite little new bit of clever filmmaking from Paul Verhoeven, where like, you're like, Oh, I'm in the hands of somebody who knows exactly what he's doing. Kind of filmmaking technique. Mm-hmm. Um, they have this kind of masterful sequence that like shows the passage of time and the construction of RoboCop through the POV of RoboCop's visor as he's getting booted up while they're working on him over a course of time. What we assume is like several months. They show like holidays go by and things along those lines. I like the banter with the scientists. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Some of it is fun. The fun bit where they decide not to keep his arm. Yeah. One of his main senses where he'll never be able to Enjoy touching his wife again. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> um, be careful I, what you sign, I guess. <laughs> I love the bit where, uh, what's his name? Albert from Twin Peaks is like, you're going to be one bad motherfucker. And they're like, it's the black. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, the safe way of doing this and the way I'd assume they do it in the 2014 remake. If you're listening to our RoboCop podcast for this extended period of time, let me know, sound off (laughs) in the comments or something, um, uh, is like the Tony Stark building an armor scene where it's just like, like, you know, like like, clashing away at a keyboard is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, (laughs) testing it weird science-esque fucking computer graphics fly by yeah 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 but i i love the way they like masterful sequence with the pov escapes the trope that we just spoke about but they really tease out the suit reveal you know what Mm -hmm. i mean if they were to just cut and 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 show robocop the way robocop looks in this fucking movie i think it would have been very goofy and like yeah this is a goofy suit but they like they they build to this thing rather than just like here it is and by the time they get to it it kind of makes sense and before they finally cut to it they show it's kind of intimidation like um, there's a part where you mentioned the part where they decide like he can't have two arms and then yeah. they show how the arm works and it like squeezes someone and like crushes their hand and they talk about how powerful it is. So we know how powerful his fucking his hand is and they barge into the precinct and they're like, what the fuck is that? And it's it's pretty much the T-Rex with the water scene. You just hear like, <laughs> doom, doom, yes. doom. and you see him silhouetted behind the, the curtains kind of. Um, and then they're in a shooting gallery and everyone's just blasting away. And at the end, you just see this giant cool gun going, just blasting <laughs> off clips, hitting it perfectly. And that's when we get the full reveal of the fucking suit, man. Um, I, I love it. Like I, 
am a big fan of a comic book artist by the name of Brian Boland. I love that um that early to mid 80s era of British independent comics kind of, you know, yeah. the the pre-tank girl, post-judge dread. There is that kind of Japanese influence kind of going on. Things are bulky. Um, this suit does seem to be based off Judge Dredd a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We were talking beforehand about uh, the script for this starting out life as a Judge Dredd thing, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can kind of see a little bit of it. I'm amazed they didn't have to credit anyone for that, but uh, I guess they weren't as litigious back then. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Yeah. And and uh creator rights for comic books were uh pretty much non-existent until Image Comics. Oh, yeah. Rolled yeah, around. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I who knows how much like uh like Jamie got for the Tank Girl movie? I'm assuming not too much, you know what I mean? Um it, and it's funny that this kind of we were saying like you could see this starting off as a judge dread script you could see the costume design starting off as you know maybe if we ever made a judge dread movie they took the designs and like moderated them and turned them into the robocop suit and made it look more like it it, it looks like a police cruiser like this guy looks like a big bulky robot um yeah. it's not um it's not like uh not tendril like i'm trying to think what the uh the like t800s or whatever from terminator look like that that kind of like skeletal like agile kind of look um it doesn't look like that kind of robot um this thing looks like like a like a big tank person you know what i mean it's it's not subtle it's it's not nimble at all it it moves slow it kind of just barrels through things um I, I really do like the look. It's it's so fucking cool. And I think it's revealed so well. And his partner, Anne, is in that shooting gallery uh, when everyone, when we finally get the suit reveal. And before he puts his gun away, he does the little flippy thing from yeah. TJ Laser that they were talking about. And you see her be like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's my friend. That's... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I knew for three hours before he, I watched him get <laughs> brutally murdered and I've been having to go to therapy for, yeah. but Omnicore won't pay for it or some shit. Um, uh, then, what does RoboCop do with his gun, Travis? Oh, uh, puts it in his holster, right? I assume. He in his puts it in his leg. RoboCop has now changed the game. That is the coolest shit of all time. Yes. He hides his gun yeah, inside of his on. body. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is so fucking cool, man. Um, they give like a little sequence explaining how RoboCop works too. <laughs> like he's got like a sleeping chair in the police station, <laughs> right? A charging uh, station. Uh like a charging station. Yeah, he has to get calibrated which pays off like a little bit later, kind of, mm -hmm. they like move pens around and things like that. Um, and he has a soft serve ice cream machine that squirts like doo-doo out. Baby food. Yes. Yes. Much more like doo-doo. 
Yeah. It looks like doo doo. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like that's a poop joke, right? Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And 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 then the one dumb scientist guy, he's like, mm, tastes pretty good. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Robocop's first night on the town <laughs> is fucking crazy, Travis. It is fucking crazy. Like we cut to him, like being like, uh, "Well, get this man a station robbery." It it's before it even starts. He walks through. You know the guy who's always like Murphy, like in every like eighties cop movie. There's like the the black guy behind the desk who's got like smoke coming out his ears Mm -hmm. and shit like that. RoboCop's got one of those. Don't worry. It's got one of those guys. He was good in this movie too, by the way. We, we he had some funny line earlier in the movie, but yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 Albert from Twin Peaks is like, get this man a car, and the guy throws the keys, and he's like, thank you, and like he's like walking <laughs> out like real slow. Does he, he bottom the- out on the way out earlier in the film, or is it now it, right here? Heavy? The yeah. second he gets into the car, he bottoms out and you see sparks. It's like yes. an actual yeah. car bottoming out. It's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, we cut from Robocop uh, bottoming out to a robbery in progress, a burly, you know, this guy's a scumbum. This movie populated with some fantastic 80s scumbum looking dudes you know yes, what i mean yes one of the main henchmen that we mentioned uh has like a weird mohawk uh male pattern baldness thing going on it not this one but i just have to mention it as he's very weird looking and distinct and yeah. yes yeah 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 he's got a squishy face and bizarre male pattern baldness and uh yeah i've never seen once in real life by anyone no or in no. movies ever again no it works no. like really yeah no it works for him you know what yeah. i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. and he like, already overcoming being a ginger it's yeah yeah I, I'm at the point where I've lost the hair in the front of my head and like right in the back, but I can grow hair around the sides. Yeah. And I could make that decision to do that like <laughs> that Einstein Lobot looking yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Um, but I think I'm gonna wait till I'm like at least sixty five before before That's I fair. do that. That's yeah. Fair. And then I'm gonna grow it out and get a ponytail with it. So um <laughs> Yeah, this this uh this burly guy is at a at a liquor store and he's robbing the husband and wife couple who own the liquor store and the one woman you see her like hit the silent alarm and he's got a big like submachine gun looking gun like yeah that that's like excessive to to go into a store like you know what I mean and use that you know what I mean Indeed, um, but he really wanted those comic books on display. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's probably what it he was. He had an Iron Man one that he was. He had his heart set on it. Yeah. Uh, Did you hear why that Iron Man comic book was in there? No, no. The look of RoboCop is partially based on the Marvel Comics uh, character of Iron Man, old Shellhead. Okay, okay. I didn't realize. I didn't realize. I. Yep. Uh, I did note a few of the other titles over there. Uh, Blade Runner, the the comic was oh really in the mix. So yeah, yeah. Another uh, Marvel adaptation. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, and then uh, Jim started Dreadstar, which is a series that my mom actually owns a bunch of. <laughs> was that part of the new universe, or was that part of the Marvel proper? I think it's a new universe, if anything. Like, I, I, we weren't allowed to read these ones. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, they're not because they're adult, but because they're going to be worth something at some point. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New universe for the listeners at at home who aren't aware. Um, Marvel uh, chief creative officer and notorious fucking tyrant uh, Jim Shooter was getting sick of how loosey goosey a lot of the writers (laughs) and editorial staff were getting with the continuity because he was a big everything has to be continuity fascist. Yes. And he decided I'm going to start my own universe with perfect continuity because that's what readers really care about you know <laughs> um, it's something that you care about just not to the extent of everything else so. no little did he know in 30 years you can hire some schmuck named jeff johns to just rewrite whatever the fuck you want or brian <laughs> bendis to rewrite whatever the fuck you want in there and make money off the watch massage the past yeah 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 yeah. like whatever you can do to make sure alan moore doesn't get the rights to his characters like keep (laughs) at it you know what i mean (laughs) don't let don't let rorschach go out of print god forbid you know yeah um yeah this guy's got a fucking submachine gun and who pops up before the safe can get jacked is our good friend robocop and he tells him, you are under arrest. The guy just starts screaming, oh, fuck, which I think is really funny. He's like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. There's a giant robot cop coming at me. Starts open firing, causing a real mess inside of this store. But, you know, we we actually do learn uh, that RoboCop is made of, like, titanium with, like, a Kevlar underneath or something like that. They're like, not yeah. only is he bulletproof, he's got titanium on top of it. Um, I don't know what it's protecting because I don't know what was left <laughs> of Murphy other than his head at that point, you know? Um, I love how RoboCop goes up to the gun and just bends it. Like, what a flex. Mm-hmm. Like, what a flex. Um, and then is this the first moment of somebody getting thrown through a plate of glass in this film? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Has, wait. No, he doesn't. Uh, the first guy to get. He doesn't fall out the window. He doesn't go through the window. Yeah. Doesn't go through the window. That's later in the movie. Yeah. 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 That's later in the movie. There's a lot of dudes getting thrown through glass <laughs> windows and. It's pure wish fulfillment, really. <laughs> it really is seeing him up against just gives you what you want. <laughs> yeah. It plays the hits of life. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah you know that meme with the like sicko looking out the window like thing mm-hmm. uh, that's how i feel watching robocop <laughs> i am that sicko meme at that point um they don't use a wilhelm scream travis but they use the exact same scream for every single one of those too did you notice i know I, you're i did not i did not I, uh... okay yeah you should go back and uh and and take notice I just for me I appreciate yeah, you. yeah yeah, I... yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and then he says you're welcome and and walks out (laughs) yeah yeah. he doesn't handcuff the guy he just leaves his fucking corpse in their store and leaves the whole place a mess 
<laughs> he can uh, spot his vital signs from afar. He knows. Yeah, that guy is definitely dead. He got punched by a titanium robot. Like, you know what I mean? Do you think that was a stunt double or a Muppet? Or a puppet, I mean. Stunt double, I think. Yeah. Stunt double, right? Because that stunt wasn't like a candy window. glass, I would think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the next uh, on RoboCop's uh, day out, I guess we'll call it. You know <laughs> what I mean? Baby's day out. Um stop on his his tour of uh of old detroit a uh woman is getting attacked uh by these two these two what we think are muggers and she throws their purse and it's like it's not money it's after it's you <clears throat> and mm-hmm. these guys are like would-be rapists and part of you like cringes like especially like i hadn't seen it in a minute yeah. And by a minute, I mean like an actual minute. I watch this movie every minute of my life. Um, no, I, I I hadn't seen it in a minute when I first rewatched it. I think last week because I've watched it twice. Um, I was like, "Oh fuck, Paul Verhoeven, don't do it." You know what I mean? <laughs> I know who you are. Yeah, yeah. Save it for Hollowman. You know what I mean? Save it for Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Um, so you can squeeze Elizabeth Shoes boobs or whatever goes down in that movie. Holloman's funny when you rewatch it, by the way, because Josh Brolin's in that movie, and it's funny that in like the early two thousands, Josh Brolin was the like chubby other guy in things. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, he was like a schlub. You know, he was he was more John Favreau and less like uh, Stephen Lang. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, yeah. An analogy that only you and I will understand. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe, but you get it. Um, so, uh, luckily, we don't see anything. RoboCop pulls up uh, before you know the the would be rapist fucking uh, attacked this woman too bad, and um, the one guy puts a gun or a knife to the woman's head and they're like he'll kill her man he'll kill her and we get to see robocop's fucking pov and he looks at this woman's skirt and is like i got a clear shot like there's no clear shot because the guy's hiding behind her yeah, yeah he shoots through the woman's skirt it does not hit the woman it shoots a guy in the dick yeah yeah <laughs> 10 out of 10, 10 scene. This is that wish fulfillment uh, I was talking about. It, this movie gives you what you want. Yeah, it, there's a would-be rapist in it. Shoot him in the dick. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The punishment fits crime, right? Yes. Um, Travis and I are working on a comic book. Uh, there is a Kickstarter campaign that got fully funded. We'll post about it in the MCU Beyond Infinity podcast Facebook group. Um, but there is some kind of gratuitous wish fulfillment similar to this <laughs> within that. Um, and uh, as a joke, uh, the guy who started it, our friend James of the um, of the Androids Amazing podcast uh, works over at Androids Amazing Comics in Seville, New York, a great comic book store over here on Long Island. Uh, he's kind of taken on the editorial role for this anthology that Travis and I have this story in. And Travis, I drew a picture of um, 
a girl chopping an actual cock. I'll send it to you later and and sent it to James and wrote fuck you cunt underneath it and was like pages are coming green. <laughs> and they thought I was like totally serious, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't sold on it. No. Yeah. He's like, he's like, you can't have dicks. And I was like, is it cool if we have cursing and stuff? They're like, yeah, cursing is fine, but you can't say cunt. I was like, you fucking prudes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like violence is okay, but fucking dicks isn't. Like, what he's is working on some sort of backwards A's parenting logic? <laughs> yeah, this is like such. You know, that sounds like a fucking you know real american ass thing to think about you know what uh, i mean like we can't be like sexually forward but we can like endorse like guns you know what i mean i'm trying to show the art of ninjutsu trained on a girl cutting a pedophile's penis off using the word cunt which i think is a very powerful word like when someone uses that word it it's means something yeah it yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 it's got some un- <laughs> underneath it <laughs> the procrastiveness of the first yeah, syllable yeah, no. yeah. So I had to like, I mean, you've seen it. I had to kind of like mask uh, the dick cutting, but we still got it. We still got it in there. Uh, Paul Verhoeven would be proud. Um, yeah, the the RoboCop shot someone in the dick, like, is kind of a meme at this yeah, point. Yeah, I've seen t-shirts. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Remember that time RoboCop shot uh, a guy in a dick? Guy in a dick? Yeah. 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 But that's a dope fucking move where it's like, I got the shot and it's like, you think he's going to shoot this chick in the cooch, but he just fucking blasts the guy in the dick through her skirt. And she looks down <laughs> and sees like the hole through her skirt. And it's like, holy fuck. Um, and then the woman, she runs up because she's fucking finally, you know, she's this guy saved her, yeah. this robot saved her from a sexual assault and she's like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Looking for some sort of compassion back. Um, you're not going to get it from a robot cop uh, and, and RoboCop reminds her that um, she will be suffering some mental issues and he's calling the Rape Crisis Center and have a nice night and like says goodbye and like... <laughs> My planet yes. needs me now, you know. Um, and then like one of the funnier scenes, uh, I guess the last stop on Robocop's big day out, um, there's like a hostage situation at like City Hall <laughs> and um the politician demanding a recount. And, and to <laughs> yeah. remain even if he loses yes, yeah. yeah. He's like, I want a recount and I want my job no matter what the results are. <laughs> And I want to get, I want a vehicle with shitty gas mileage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. and I want fresh coffee. And I want a cool car with bad gas mileage. <laughs> it's like, it's so funny. And again, like, you know, this movie being made as this like satire of an Amer- of America by a guy who's not American working within a genre that's like so specifically in the American zeitgeist at the yeah. time, you know, it's so funny. Some of the shit that's coming out and um, yeah. What is, Oh, here's our second window scene. RoboCop fucking 
is walking into the building and uses his like x-ray vision to scan behind the mm-hmm. walls and as this guy's screaming and he's about to execute i think the the mayor who won you know um robocop basically blasts through a fucking concrete wall pulls the guy through and just throws him out the fucking window <laughs> it's accurate uh- yeah and we get the goofy like oh as he like falls down <laughs> um so obviously the robocop program's going very well and uh crime is uh, way down yeah yeah. yeah yeah and albert from twin peaks um is getting a lot of credit over at ocp and uh has been promoted to vice president of the company which grants you access via like a gold like work badge to like a kind of nice bathroom right i guess that's one of the perks yeah 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 so he's taking a piss and this Travis, this bothers me in ways i'll get into it uh he's taking a piss next to this guy and the guy's like you know you really pissed off fucking dick jones um with with the bullshit that you that you pulled and he's like fuck jim jones or fuck dick jones that guy's a fucking dinosaur i'm gonna fucking you know be the new hot shit we're young and in charge and all of this conversation is being framed by like some guy with his drawers dropped taking a shit basically <laughs> and you're like oh no their boss hears them talking shit uh, yeah. while he's taking a shit and um you know he comes out you know wipes his ass and and flushes and he comes out and he's like so you're talking shit about me the 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 other imbecile fucking runs away he's got piss on his pants it's pretty funny and everyone leaves the bathroom except for Albert from Twin Peaks and Dick Jones. And this is the bit like Jones is basically like you humiliated me. I am still second in command. The second the old man dies, I'm going to be your boss and I'm going to make your life a living hell. I like all this. The part I don't like is that Dick Jones just took a shit and he's touching this guy's face a lot and it freaks it's me out move. yeah yeah it, it's a i guess yeah, it's a power move it is yeah. a power move i pulled a uh power move um on the toilet recently on a professional level um where i have a friend uh a co-worker who i'm friendly with who's like you know a senior management above me at the company that i work in and he travels a lot and uh we talk about like when you travel you bring um these little like toilet packets of baby wipes you know so you could clean your ass because you're probably not going to be around a house to fully clean your fucking butthole and it stinks walking around with a stinky butthole all day so you bring these things with you and i usually have them stacked in my office so I bring her with me to the bathroom that day during the quarterly business review. Unfortunately, I did not bring any with me and I took a shit in between sessions and I saw like a nice pair of pants and a nice pair of shoes. We're all at this QBR taking a shit next to me and I hear 
a very distinct uh you know like packaging opening and i was like yes. oh man is my boy he's i know he's got i know he's got that thing on him I know he's holding i know he's holding yeah so i it's literally what i said i stuck my hand under the stall and went psst, psst, i know you got some give him give me give me give me it was not my friend there was another person who's actually above both of us <laughs> a vice president <laughs> I think I can meet human relations. <laughs> yeah, that's how I met the human resource department. Um, yeah. No, 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 no. I told him like how I like to keep my asshole clean because I never know who's going to be munching on it. And and I made some fucking bullshit up. And I, I told him, I was like, you know, I used to have a bidet at home and it was like a game changer for me. And it was temperature controlled. I had a little oscillator. So not only fucking was it a little fun, but you got to clean your ass. And he's like, oh, it sounds good for you. And I was like, yeah, definitely. I shit like a 16th century monarch. And uh, <laughs> every time he sees me now, he's like, he's like, dude, this time you told me you shit like a 16th century monarch and borderline glory hold me through the fucking door. I, like, I know. I know. Power move, man. Power move. Um, so this sequence fucking gross. Yeah. Gross. Gross. <laughs> gross. Um, all right. So one day RoboCop is in his, his charging station, right? And uh, the scientists who are monitoring them are kind of just like reading the paper doing something right mm -hmm. and he starts like tweaking basically <laughs> he starts like having <laughs> these like, eye movement no oh. yeah 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 exactly like the heart rate starts going up you see the uh the like ekg just like going off the charts mm -hmm. um but he starts regaining memories like he has a dream um and one of the Faults that Dick Jones was kind of saying with the RoboCop program is you that guy's still a human and humans still have flaws, right? Yeah. And I think there is an interesting again, like RoboCop brings up some interesting conversations, man. Like some stuff like you don't even think about until like you start talking about it. But like the relationship between um using something that's like fully mechanized designed for a specific task you know entrusting a task to technology fully or merging technology and the free will and decision making process of humanity um which one would be more beneficial right so far it looks like the la the latter like or the the form the yeah Whichever, the one I said second, the one with the human part. That's the one that, that really is working out because the other one ended up, they designed a killer robot, you know? And yeah. We've, we've seen Terminator and we know that AI is going to take- It's all a propaganda part. piece to make humans feel like they're special. Yeah, 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 exactly. That robot's far more efficient by itself. Yeah. Uh, fucking Elon Musk goes on Joe Rogan and just like slanders fucking RoboCop. <laughs> um do you see that elon musk is like making fuck bots that you could buy they're like sixty thousand to two hundred thousand, depending on the model and the accessories and things like that and uh they turn off 
like they they, their battery charge lasts the amount of time that it would take like a normal healthy female woman in her mid-20s between ovulation cycles and then it like has to charge for like a full ovulation cycle do you know about this no no that's yeah yeah it is ex machina you know what i mean (laughs) like this thing will trick us you know um yeah it, it is very scary um so robocop starts having dreams um we never have any scenes with murphy and his wife and murphy with his kid um we know they exist <laughs> we know they exist and it again something i think that was framed really interesting from a narrative piece and a kind of like putting the story together piece is um the flashbacks and the dreams that RoboCop is having here, they show his kid and it's like, dad, what are you doing? Or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it's like his wife, like running up to him and being like, I have to talk to you. And they, they seem kind of like discontented. Alarming. Angry yeah, yeah. alarming. Yeah. Yeah. Like alarming. Um, And if you didn't have any memories of like what happened after that, you might think, Oh my God, Murphy had a bad relationship with his family or something along those lines. Um, Yeah. RoboCop gets the fuck up and is like, I got to figure out what the fuck this is because like I saw myself get fucking shot. And this is some good Peter Weller mime acting where this guy is wearing a gigantic tin can all you can see is his lips and he is moving so herky jerky. Yeah, yeah. And like moving his mouth so bizarre. I, I I think it's a good performance, right? I would agree. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Um he ends up going into the Oh no, he, he starts storming down the hallway, right? And and, he has his and, bad dream, and then immediately he wakes up to go to work. He's, immediately he wakes up and goes to work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Normal work anxiety dreams, part of yeah, being yeah. human. Yeah. That's how pretty much every day starts, you know, when you become an adult. Um, but as he's walking down the hallway, he sees Anne. And Anne is like, oh, hello. We haven't gotten to meet. What's your name? And he's like, Sorry. I'm too busy to talk and she's like no it wasn't a question and she's like Murphy it's you and she looks right in his eyes really kind of I don't know I like the way that this is framed as well because you see it from the POV of Anne and you see it from the POV of RoboCop Mm -hmm. and there is this kind of like the human inside of Murphy and inside of RoboCop is looking at Anne like an equal and Anne is looking past the RoboCop bullshit and being like, there is a human being inside of you still, you know, there is still consciousness inside of this thing. Um, Reminding you of his humanity. Reminding you of of his humanity and that he's a good dude and not just a robot cop. Mm -hmm. Um, Fucking Albert from Twin Peaks gets pretty pissed. She's like, what the fuck did you say to that guy? You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm fucking with my robot cop. Um, Very expensive. He's very expensive. And uh, the second he says he hears Murphy, he goes into the like records or something along those lines. Yeah. Like the, the, the prisoner the, search fix. Yeah. Yeah. And um, 
we find out that data of uh, what the uh, the henchman is but, like. But how does he obtain that data? How does he hack into that system, Travis? Ah, uh, oh, oh, I see what you're getting at. He has a giant fucking spike that comes out of his hand. Uh, yeah. So dope, dude. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Someone should make a toy of it. <laughs> I have a toy of it, dude. Oh, well, I don't have the hand. Oh, I know, I do. Yeah, I, I, I am looking at a, a unopened box of uh, the RoboCop and the Ultra Police line here. I'll post a picture in the, the Facebook group. Um, I must have bought so many of these toys that I thought they would be worth something, and I have saved this since looking for the copyright on this thing i have saved this thing since 1990 since i was four or five years old i have had this toy just sitting in my house i have moved probably a dozen times since then this thing Mm -hmm. has come with me every single one of the way (laughs) but there is an ad on the back for a, a robocop glove and it does shoot a spike out, Travis. Just the fact that it has a spike at the uh, the punching end of things, or I'm, I can't imagine a kid not punching their their sibling with this fucking thing. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Oh, also, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or some weird sex stuff. You know, no, that I mean? too. That too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like don't start with the fist. Don't have with the, the spike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you're not going to spit on it first, at least start with the spike. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, this is also Chekhov's uh, dangerous spike thing that shoots out of RoboCop's hand. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, he goes inside of the prison records. He looks up Alex Murphy. He finds himself. And then he looks up what happened to Alex Murphy and it says deceased. He gets the files on the guys who killed him. So he mm-hmm. can track down, um, red foreman and the funky bunch. Uh, pretty and you much, might, pretty much. yeah, you might be wondering what, whatever happened to, uh, red foreman and the funky bunch. Um, they are working with some like crazy drug dealer who like stores cocaine in like cool glass jars and has like a really top of the line facility, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I bet the people in there get paid and have better benefits than the police force. Right? I would suspect so. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Plus, it would be a lot cooler to, to to say, like, I'm a drug dealer than a cop. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but Red Foreman is, like, going around with the owner of the, uh, of the drug operations and saying a lot of, like, baby, you know me, like, stuff like that. Um, he calls him a WAP at one point. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he sure does. He sure yeah. does. There are a few uh, slurs in this one. There are um, a lot of derogatory gay slurs in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's two of them in one scene later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As was the fashion at the time, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, you know. Um, And it ends up with this, like, 
everyone draws their guns on each other, like Mexican mm-hmm. standoff, the Red Foreman crew and the drug dealer crew. Foreman's got some good line delivery here where he's like, guns, 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 guns. <laughs> like it, it's all um all very fucking exciting. Um and Robocop busts in to save the day. This shootout is fucking dope, dude. Yeah, yeah. Did we miss the previous Coke party with uh, our uh, CEO guy? Our um, not CEO, but the uh, corporate guy. Did uh, yeah. we miss the... The assassination party. attempt, I guess, on his life. Whenever. Oh, yeah. That did yeah, happen yeah. before that. Sorry about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No worries, no worries. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, just, I wanted to mention it because of Red Foreman's fucking delivery of uh, bitches leave whenever he's breaking up the coke party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> bitches Top leave. Top notch. Uh, yeah. Getting to see character actor Miguel Ferreira doing lines of cocaine off of uh, women's titties that our parents <laughs> let us watch in <laughs> as children. And bought me bed sheets with yeah. the character's name on it, branded, officially branded Robocop sheets designed for children. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a sequence where a guy is just, there's so much cocaine out on the table. Like, it's we like, don't actually oh, know that it's cocaine, but uh, they don't it, say it's coke. Uh, I don't think so, but maybe, 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 maybe. Um, I don't think this movie affected our lifestyles at all. Um, not at all. Not, not at, at all. all. That was, didn't imply that that was just part of uh, being an adult, doing cocaine. Yeah. Just totally normal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why all of us are just cops and junkies, you know? <laughs> <laughs> There's two kinds of people That's in the world. Rules. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was the uh, the the part that they cut from the Guardians of the Galaxy. Drax is like, there's two kinds of people in the world. Cops and junkies. <laughs> Gamora is a junkie and you are a cop. Get out of here, cop. Um, yeah. So um, back to the shootout, though. Yeah. Back, well, kind of back to the shootout. But Red Foreman uh, blows up the guy who started the RoboCop program and announces that he's working for Dick Jones and Dick yes. Jones is secretly like the villain behind this entire thing. Like he's a bad guy. We we knew it, but now we get the confirmation. Mm-hmm. Back to the shootout. Shootout is fucking dope. Lots of really cool explosions. Lots of guys falling off of high <laughs> places onto tables while stuff is flying around everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. Um all of Red Foreman's gang pretty much uh gets away but um what's his name red foreman as he's like trying to escape like falls through the floor and uh robocop has him pretty much dead to rights and looks like he's gonna kill him but then red foreman like reminds him like you're a cop and he's like and you don't know who you're fucking with like i work for dick jones i work for dick jones Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, you're under arrest. So uh, he brings him into the precincts and um, it's like, what are, What are you bringing him in for? He's a cop killer. I, <laughs> I dig that quite a bit. Now RoboCop has it out for Dick Jones because it's all like, what's the deal with this Murphy guy? Blah, 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 blah. Um, and uh, 
he goes up to Dick Jones's office and he's like, you are under arrest. And he's like, why are you under, why am I under arrest? What seems to be the problem officer? And he's like, you've been working with fucking red foreman. I know you're in on all this stuff. You killed what's his name, blah, 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 blah. Now RoboCop has had three prime directives this entire time, right? Mm -hmm. Uphold the law, protect the citizens. What's his third one? Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't recall. I don't recall. Yeah, yeah, no speeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be careful with that dip when you're leaving because (laughs) you're a little top heavy in your cruiser. Um, So he's had these three directives. And as he goes to say you're under arrest, um, he starts like freaking out and like shutting Mm -hmm. down. And Dick Jones is like, guess what? You bum. Directive four, you can't, you know, arrest, arrest uh, an employee of this fucking evil OCP officer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, any senior officer of the OCP, like, you're instantly fucking um, get shut down. Mm-hmm. And then he starts kind of bragging about all of his crimes and how he murdered fucking what's-his-name while RoboCop is just like totally paralyzed some great mime Mime. work here yeah 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 yeah. it's cool knowing that right yeah 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 it's It's, mime time (laughs) it's mime time baby um fucking he reminds him i have a little friend that i would like you to meet his name is ed 209 and I love this stop motion scenes. Again, we've talked about the stop motion a lot, but Mm -hmm. I love seeing how they try and have like a live action person walk away out of the frame before the stop motion starts. Um, Because I just, I want to know how they do it. If there is an actual person in those scenes, because I know Mm -hmm. that's a lot more difficult because it like, involves like filming the scene twice and right it's like it's crazy like you actually have to like cut out each frame and like paste it into it on like a light box which is insane that anyone would have ever chosen that as their profession because it sounds so nuts right yeah 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 yeah, like totally like yes the results are fucking awesome but like that is wild like god bless you you brave brave souls um yeah, so RoboCop's already not in great shape, um, and he's trying to avoid Ed 209, and he does a pretty good job at doing it, to be honest yeah, yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah. He does this get thing- a little bit fucked up. Uh, also, though, uh, nice battle damage in general but by the end of the movie, something that the MCU could do better at. <laughs> MCU could do better at dirtying up the costumes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a little They're all made out of vibranium now, so it's... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, um, when Disco Vision returns, the White yeah. Vision, we'll see him get like a little dirty, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hawkeye gets dirty, right? Doesn't? He? Uh, I don't really yeah. remember much yeah. better than. Well, he gets a chunk blown out of his stomach. I guess that's close. Yeah, it's close enough. Yeah. yeah. And Iron Man gets some damage every once in a while, but most of the time he's just a big shiny fucking tin can looking guy. So yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot that RoboCop stops Ed two oh nine by walking down a flight of stairs. <laughs> yes, that is uh, a little anti-thermic. One might argue. I don't care. I uh, it 
it works. Travis, how did they not think about walking up and down stairs when designing this thing? Because you'd or have to imagine, <laughs> but you would have to imagine that the weight capacity of most freight elevators in buildings would not mm-hmm. be able to contain the weight of Ed Two Hundred Nine, right? These are future elevators, though. <laughs> yeah, but this is like a shithole, right? Like this is not a nice future. This is yeah. this is Detroit. You know what I mean? <laughs> um. Uh, so like you'd think that this thing would have to go up and down stairs because sometimes crime doesn't just happen on the street. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it happens inside buildings and sometimes buildings have more than one fucking story. So you'd have to go up and down stairs. If you weigh five fucking tons, you can't get into an elevator. You're too big. Uh, when Ed 209 is hesitant to like step down it like kind of tippy toes it really dug that really dug that. And then when it like falls down and lands on its back like a turtle and can't get <laughs> up, it sounds like a pig. Like it might be a pig noise, right? Yes, yes, it does. Yeah, um, I f- totally forgot about the SWAT teams and the cops in the parking garage sequence. Yeah, I don't recall where that's at here. I mean, maybe right further on as no, it's right here. Like they. You know, he escapes Ed 209 and then he gets into the parking garage. But before he can get to his car, um, there's like two SWAT teams like ready to take him out. And the one guy's like, get ready to fire on my command. I really dig all this stuff with the police strike going on in the background where that other side is like, fuck that. This guy is a cop. Like, this is a person that they like yeah. turned into a fucking robot. And, you know. Then there's like the fascist side who's like, it doesn't matter. Orders are orders, you know, like, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was just doing what I was told, sir, you know, for the fucking fascist. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And they open fire on Robocop. He takes some pretty significant battle damage. Kind of amazed that no one ever shoots him in the chin. You know what I mean? It's the Batman. It happened at least once. Yeah, the sheer volume of bullets going at him, you would think that it would happen mm-hmm. at least once. Um, yeah, he he basically just like kind of fumbles around the parking garage while he's getting shot at until he like rolls down and a lone police cruiser pulls up and it's his partner and who rescues him. And now <clears throat> she takes him takes him off to safety to repair uh at the factory, right? Where they, where Murphy got killed. Yes. Yep. Yeah. The same factory. Um, Anne comes back the next day and we get news where that the strike has like happened. Right. I think there's like a news clip yes. thing. Yes, there is. Along yeah, with yeah. a, uh, a car commercial. Yeah. With a gigantic uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex clay monster. Yeah. And uh, some bystander commercial, all interviews, whatnot, to uh, talking about the strike. I love the one guy where the Afro I, guy. Yeah, I, no, I like the guy, the one where it's like a homeless person or something like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, unemployed person, and he's like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I really do like that. We're talking guy. about the same guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy was funny. Um, the car commercial is funny too because, like, the name of the car is like 
the SUX X, yeah, sucks. It yeah. says like suck six thousand or something like that. <laughs> and you gotta think that's like uh that's like a kindergarten joke when you realize that like, oh it could spell sucks with an X. You know yes, what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's a coincidence. I don't think they were implying anything there. No, we yeah. we do get to see the sucks six thousand later on. Mm-hmm. One of them blows up, but we get to see one of them. Um, so yeah, we find out that the police strike is going on. Anne comes back and he's like, "Did you get my gun?" And she's like, "Yeah, I got your gun. I got you a bunch of baby food in case you get hungry." And you also asked for this, and it's basically like a fucking power drill. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you might not like what you see. And he Frankenstein monsters the bolts out the sides of his head and takes off the faceplate. I think this is really cool costume design. Like the back of RoboCop's head. It's like. Yeah. Is it unmasked? Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. 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 It's so good. In fact, that it would pop up 30 years or whatever later. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, In Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To close out the best MCU trilogy, probably. Oh, 100%. 100%. Way better than the RoboCop trilogy, of course. <laughs> yes, far more consistent. Uh, far more consistent. I wouldn't say better because none of them have RoboCop in them. But That's true. Uh, That's true. Yeah. I'm sure James Gunn <laughs> would have liked for would have had RoboCop. But yeah. 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 What are the What's the deal with the rights for ROM the Space Knight and RoboCop? <laughs> <laughs> we don't own Rom and we have never owned Robocop. Yeah, 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 yeah. We own Robert Cop. We own the Space Knights, but we don't have Rom or Robocop. You can only have the GoBots or the Space Knights. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um so he looks himself in the face, basically. She like puts a mirror up to it, and now Murphy's seeing his face for the first time. Um there was like a scene earlier where like he gets the address of the Murphy residence and like goes through it. And you start to get this like realization of this person, this being that thought it was fully mechanical, like mm-hmm. having like the existence of like a soul, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like the machine. Yes. Yeah. The individual. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the the screenwriter of this who was selling the the spec script um he apparently wrote it right after seeing blade runner <laughs> i'm not even joking dude i'm like not even kidding that's like a real thing like he he saw blade it's not runner too surprising. Uh- yeah it's not too surprising a million bad spec scripts were born that day you know what i mean mm-hmm. and a few um, good ones <laughs> yeah and a few pretty good ones right yeah, yeah. like robert cop um so the Jim Jones guy, not Jim Jones, what's his name? Dick Jones? Yes, yes. He's uh up in his office, it's getting all cleaned up from the the RoboCop fucking SWAT Ed 209 shit show and Red Foreman, now that they're on strike, is out of jail and he goes right up into Dick Jones's office and Dick Jones is like, you fucking idiot. Like you said out loud to a fucking robot that records everything at all times that like you work for me, you fucking idiot. And he's like, well, you know, 
fucking I look out for me. And he's like, well, I'm looking out for you. When we build this new city, there's going to be a whole new market for drugs, you know, and you realize, oh, this is all full of shit. He just wants to build this city to get more people, to get more jobs, to Mm -hmm. make more money for him. And he's also controlling the drug racket, like low key, you know, and he's like, my cops aren't able to fucking get this guy. Um, because if they catch him, we risk fucking finding out that this whole operation, the gig is up. Yes. So I need you and your boys to go get him. You can use this like uh, air tag that I got this GPS tracker um, that I bought at Radio Shack uh, or Tandy, depending on what part of the country you were in. And, um, and uh, take some cool military fucking grade weapons, right? Um, I love these guns, Travis. I don't understand how they work. Uh, they look like sniper rifles, but they shoot like a bazooka. Explosives. Yes. 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 Big explosion, <laughs> small gun. Or yeah. Modest. Nar- narrow barrel, yeah. big gun, huge explosion. And uh, we see them try it out on a car, a strip club, a fire hydrant, and a truck, and it all fucking rules. And they're all standing very close to these fucking explosions. It's fucking great. Um, so they end up tracking RoboCop to the steel mill where he's hiding out with Anne. Um, and we get like a kind of cool like final showdown between the gang and RoboCop and Mm -hmm. this action sequence fucking rules when fucking Murphy without his fucking face shield on like red Foreman and the gang are like walking down that like clearing and RoboCop is basically like you like looking for me, (laughs) you know, like it's fucking awesome, man. Um, he uh takes out the black guy with the laugh, right? He mm-hmm. ends up fucking killing that guy while Anne is in the cruiser and she chases down the guy with the uh male pattern baldness. Yes, yes. Um and reams into him, so he ends up crashing into a gigantic bat. The uh, Flint, Michigan water supply, and it. <laughs> Our toxic waste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he crawls out of his fucking truck, a goo monster looking. Yeah, guy. it gets progressively worse, worse with each one. The bit that kills me are the way his fucking fingertips are hanging off of him. It is. Disgusting. Yeah. Like he finds uh Ray Weiss's character and he's like, <laughs> You gotta help me. And the guy's like, Do not touch me. Like, and his his fingers are just like drooping, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they, they made these prosthetics out of like candle wax, basically. You know oh, what really? I mean? Yeah, uh, no, yeah. I have no idea. Oh, That's what I mean, it looks it like. Surprise me with the way, yeah. 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 It, it is goopy, you know. With and that's kitty litter or something on him. It's fucking. It's gross. Uh, it's real gross. And he's like lurking while like we keep cutting back to like shootouts and stuff like that. And then it'll it'll just be him like walking down the road like kill me, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> fucking. I want to fucking die. Did you ever um, see Biocop? Uh, the uh, the short film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's that kind of. Uh, 
in yeah. reverse. <laughs> Abso-fucking-lutely. Um, and fucking eventually the... Um, the toxic waste fucking goo dude gets hit by a fucking car going like full speed uh, with red foreman in it and just explodes into a bucket of blood. Like, yes, yes. Yeah. Like literally they just filled a puppet like dummy up with like corn syrup and threw it at the car and just like it explodes all over the car. It's, mm very very fucking effective but it causes red foreman to like swerve off the road kind of and this is the stuff that reminds me of road warrior that we were talking about before um like this like flip where like red foreman's car like fucking goes flying over the fucking whatever you know what i mean yeah and like lands in in the water and him and ann have this little fucking this showdown and uh, he fucking lights Anne up here, dude. He fucking shoots this chick, like, pretty hard. Like, she is going to fucking die. But we hear the music, which we haven't mentioned that. Dun, 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 dun. That theme song gets me pretty hyped. Um, and what happens here, Travis? Robocop? Walks on water, my friend. I didn't recall that. I I, I should have. I should have paid attention to the fact that he was our savior. I, yeah, because they're wa- they're in that like that like pond area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're like knee deep in it. And RoboCop's just fucking walking on it. I am gonna re- rewatch it, but bring it up here just to yeah know, verify. It's, it's fucking great, and. uh Ray Weiss is up in like a, a uh, like fucking I don't know. It's like a crane or something like that. While yeah, Red yeah. Foreman's like, "Oh no, you got me dead to rights," and Ray Weiss like drops a bunch of fucking steel girders, steel girders, and rebar and shit like yeah. on him. Yeah, uh, and musters up enough energy to pick up the really cool. Uh, explosive gun and mm-hmm. blow up the fucking crane, which it's again incredible. It's an actual crane exploding. You know, it looks fucking as good mm-hmm. as you could imagine that would look. Uh, but she doesn't have enough energy to finish it off. She kind of like passes out a little bit. Uh, Red Foreman then picks up a giant piece of rebar and stabs Robocop in the fucking chest with it. Um, pretty gnarly sequence indeed indeed and then we get the payoff of uh chekhov's fucking spiky hand yeah spiky hand yeah um again properly brutal send off <laughs> for a properly brutal villain yeah old red fell for the <laughs> impaled by a steel girder trap <laughs> got in close and uh this is a kind of interesting line that doesn't pay again i didn't watch robocop 2 so i'm kind of asking you but i doubt it It, this doesn't pay off in robocop 2 where like and like is shot like almost as bad as murphy was like Mm kind of shot up right and he's like and you have to hold on and she's like i am not gonna make it and he's like don't worry they'll build you back they'll be able to like you know what i mean like it's kind of implying that like we're gonna get like like, robocop 
Yeah. Lady Robocop. Yep. They're yeah. going to build a Robocop with boobs and a bow on top. So we know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they did not do that. They, <laughs> they did not do that. Um, but she Robocop, is right, though. Yeah. That's good. And good for fucking Nancy Allen, you know, showing mm-hmm. up, showing up, getting her franchise. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. Robocop's able to muster up enough energy to uh, save Anne. And uh, get the steel girders out of his way so he can head back over to OCP's headquarters and finally take care of Jones, um, who has since implemented the Ed 209s. He's like, you know what? This police strike is probably a blessing. Like, you know, those guys, we were paying too much for them anyway. So let's have this fucking robot right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All the screenplays from now on. Yep. <laughs> and and we'll just make sure that nothing happens above ground level and we're yes. good. Yes. Yep. Um they got Ed 209s perched outside of the uh outside of the GCP OCP, sorry, uh <laughs> headquarters. And Robocop's like, oh you fucking idiot. I got a giant gun now. And just blows the thing up. And uh, yes. strolls into the building and we get some really nice uh not only stop motion of just the legs kind of quivering because like the head had like exploded but there's like sparks and stuff coming out of it man yeah, yeah. it looks cool yeah it looks fucking well cool well done well done yeah hats off to you um so robert cop busts into the fucking executive board meeting and sticks his spiky hand into the TV thing and plays back uh, Jones's confession of the the murders of the guy and his involvement and all of the crime and all of those things. Jones in a in a last ditch attempt, you know what I mean, to like to redeem himself because uh, he knows that Robo or save himself rather, he knows that RoboCop uh, can't attack a. OCP officer, yeah. yeah, an executive. He he puts a gun to the old man's head, right? And he's like, you know, directive number four, you can't do it. And he's like, you're right, I can't kill an OCP executive. And the old man's like, you're fired. And you get the like, thank you. I I love this shit. And the visual of this puppet getting thrown <laughs> out the glass. Why does it have such stretchy arms? <laughs> Why does it have such stretchy arms? It's so crazy, man. It's it so to, They did so, so such a good job with all the other Muppets, but I still love it. Uh, I I I don't know why it exists, though. You know. Yeah, I I, I can't rather me. I'd like to know. But yeah, I I don't hold it against. Yeah, I don't hold it against RoboCop. No, you know, I don't it's like it earlier, just even though it's kind of janky, it's still kind of satisfying watching this Muppet fall to its death. And it's so cartoony in nature. Yeah. You know, it, it's really like just so like like suspension of disbelief out the wazoo, but it is big bombastic visceral violent gore to the point where it's like so upsetting almost that like 
it gets away with it. It pulls it off. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, which is like such a fucking crazy, crazy flex. And then um, we get probably the greatest uh, closing line to any film of all time where the old man, uh, as RoboCop's leaving, he says, uh, nice shooting, son. What's your name? And uh, RoboCop turns around and says, um, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he says, he says Murphy and RoboCop smiles uh incredible incredible ending mm-hmm. um and and then the greatest thing ever happens and uh gigantic white letters flash and it says robocop another <laughs> another fantastic fantastic fucking fucking moment um yeah so that's robocop right i i've lost track of how long we yeah, have um, we had some technical difficulties yeah we, we had yeah. some technical difficulties but we do prevail as as one does um <laughs> travis with that being said do you have anything else that you want to talk about for paul verhoven's action science fiction cyberpunk 1987 American classic RoboCop before giving our final thoughts and our reviews. I do not. I do not. All right. Let's jump into it. Tell us how you really feel. Let's read this. We here at the pod directive rate and review all of our installments from one to five graphic squid bursts one graphic squid burst being the worst five graphic squid bursts being the best we do except half graphic bloody squid burst travis with that being said paul verhoven's action cyberpunk science fiction film from 1987 the classic robocop what say you one out of five okay i'm going to give it a Five out of five. It is kind of, kind of perfect. Uh, what more could you want from a movie from this period or any period, really? Ever? Uh, yeah. I, also, it's very over ninety minutes. There's no fat on it. <laughs> it's uh, so lean. It's so yeah. lean. I don't think it's a coincidence that it's ninety minutes and a ten out of ten. Uh, yeah. No. No, yeah, this is a five out of five. I might have started the show off by saying it. I I can't remember at this point, but like, I think this is one of the quintessential great American films, like yes. in a weird way. It's like you're saying, where it works for the dumbest and the smartest in the room. Sometimes I'm both. Yeah, and sometimes I'm both, and sometimes at different periods of my life, like your brain develops and you Mm -hmm. get something like watching RoboCop as an adult now is completely different than the way I consumed RoboCop as a child and is completely different as the way I consumed RoboCop as a teenager who smoked too much weed. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like it has always been there. It layers kind of deeper than you would think it is at surface level and like that stuff is really interesting because like if you try to get kind of uh 
deep or dense or look into the themes of a lot of the 80s testosterone built action movies um you might want to like take a step back because you're probably if you're like me you might end up like talking yourself out of like liking them or rooting for them like Mm -hmm. i love rambo 2 rambo first blood part 2 I love Rambo three. I love death wish three. I, I like all of these movies. And then, you know, you think about them and they're like, they're, they're fucking alt right fucking wet dreams. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like they're kind of instigating what I consider to be like, a. well, they're not instigating. They're, portraying god forbid they actually instigate people to like go charles bronson on people you know what i mean (laughs) but like but they are insinuating like what is kind of like a dangerous thought process and like backwards think Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like kind of like backwards conservatism as opposed to robocop that like is it pro cop not really is it like pro labor union yeah is it anti-consumerism yeah Mm -hmm. does it show that like we can be good people even though we're like kind of just pawns of the society that kind of like birthed us like i i robocop did not want to be robocop like you know murphy might not even have wanted to like be a cop he might have just like wanted to do good things like he seems like a genuinely good fucking guy but the circumstances of the environment developed around this like I, I hate to say like dystopian future led by mega corporations and like privatization of like things that should be social welfare, but that's like the reality of things like close kind of sometimes where it's like dangerously close to that without the, the, the robot cops, obviously, but I mean, we're getting to that too. Right. Like, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's kind of this like, nah, nah, I told you so from Paul Verhoeven, you know what I mean? indeed indeed yeah and for it to work on those levels you know um and then also just be like we like comic books and like big dumb shit dude Mm -hmm. like a lot like a lot i like big dumb stuff i would saw the fast and the furious on opening night the other night i went to fast x and was like really excited and like liked it you know what i mean um and it works on that level too and can you think of anything else that that so masterfully executes the conceit of i work for the dumbest person at a surface level as well as like a an actual intellectual in terms of like film that that like isn't Paul Verhoeven. Yeah. Like I can't I can't think of anything. No, no. Not right off. I'd have to really wreck my brain most likely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean there's there's science fiction concepts that that you know Blade Runner exists, but like the dumbest person in the room will not isn't like that. Don't think like that. Yeah. No. Um like Dune to an extent, but also like the dumbest person in the room might think that movie's bo- that story's boring. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, 
but then there's Starship Troopers and Total Recall. And, you know, Merhoven was out there doing this consistently. And it, it sold because, sadly, I think the dumb people were paying for it. But yeah. luckily, we grew up. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, man. All right. It it is um it is getting late, Travis. Before we wrap up for the evening, let's talk about some uh some news items that we've uh haven't had an episode for two weeks. So let's finish it up with some news. Yes, yes. You want to start with uh well, I guess it's not RoboCop news, but something that RoboCop has been featured in before. Sure, sure. Uh, some Mortal Kombat news uh, and comic book news in general. Uh, Peacemaker, Homelander, and Omni-Man from Invincible are going to be in the next Mortal Kombat game, apparently, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Also, the John Claude Van Damme is someone they've been after for decades apparently really uh, yeah yeah i guess uh he's going to be a skin for johnny cage uh like an older oh. costume yeah 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 that's fucking cool man yeah yeah that's that's a fun addition yeah that's a full circle moment yeah <laughs> yeah imagine if the gcvd skin he was wearing like camo and it was like low key, like a fuck you to the street fighter franchise. <laughs> they could probably do that, but the, the amount of customization options they offer in these games, you know? Uh, yeah. Like you could do a mod if you get it on PC or some shit. Oh, well that almost certainly, but yeah. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, just, uh, they have more freedom with certain characters like Rambo. They weren't allowed to do much with, changing the visual of that uh, no stallone wouldn't let you touch that with a 10-foot clown yeah pole, changing the color of his bandana was about it <laughs> okay that's cool though yeah yeah that's cool uh, terminator has been in this franchise right he has indeed yes jason Voorhees has been in this franchise right yes uh aliens i want to say leatherface wow uh, yeah there's been a lot of fucking random movie characters in this yeah. And and these are uh, Mortal Kombat cameos, and cameo is spelled with a K, as you informed me. You corrected me. Before. Everything is spelled with a K. They don't. Uh, the C isn't in the alphabet in Mortal Kombat at all. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. The the guys you created it are part of the blood, so they can't use C's. You know what I mean? They're from Blompton. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Bamios, Mm-hmm. You got Kendrick Lamar as a playable character, and he's a Bamio. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, what else do you, what do you want to talk about next? Okay, uh, a recent or an upcoming passing in Marvel Comics. Um, oh, my. I, I, I don't like this. I don't like this. I'm going to be really upset when she's gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, poor Kamala Khan slash Miss Marvel. Dying in the name of corporate synergy, perhaps. <laughs> Gun down in her prime. Yes, yes. People are very upset that it happened in a Spider-Man comic. I 
this is like a non-news thing. People are upset about it, but I don't think many of people read comics. I'm more upset that they might change her power set when she comes back to life to be more MCU-y. I don't know if they're going to change her power set in the comics, but what I think they're going to do, because we got the, mm-hmm. uh, you have a mutated gene and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, if you don't read comics or aren't caught up on the past four years of the <laughs> X-Men since Disney acquired the rights, uh, film rights to the X-Men, uh, they have a, very crazy system of resurrection that involves an island that is a mutant as well as other various characters who are able to use their powers in uh yeah in unison with one another to like not only like resurrect ex mutants uh in the marvel comics but resurrect them with their memories up until the point of their death so yes. you can be a complete retcon machine if you wanted to bring somebody back. Um, it, but honestly, that's the kind of thing like normally I can complain about, but like it was cool when they did it. And yeah, yeah, it was an interesting idea. I hate it now because of. Because Jonathan Hickman's not writing it anymore because they stopped like caring about who they have writing the X Men now. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. There's yeah. that, and just the uh, everyone has gotten out of that skilled at their X Men job <laughs> and yeah. dying right and left, and it's fucking it, it's pointless. Uh, uh, yeah. But, but yeah, I, they're, they're going to bring this. her back this way, most likely. Yeah, as a mutant, as a mutant, yes, as a mutant. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know deaths don't count in yeah, comics, yeah, yeah. you know unless you're uncle ben or something <laughs> you know like it used to be bucky but now like bucky's back well, yeah, andrew's been dead for a while oh, yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean like they kind of brought gwen stacy back kind of <laughs> you know the I mean? universe yeah 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 but still like gwen stacy is floating around now uh Damien died for like two weeks one time. <laughs> it was not much. Jason mm-hmm. Todd's roaming around for the past like 20 years and shit like that. Um, what good timing with a movie for Miss Marvel yeah, coming out. Yeah, people are talking about Miss Marvel. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm i on Google it, right now. It makes me happy seeing people upset about it, I guess, in a way. Because people care about the character uh, a little bit. I see equal upset and equal like who cares she's just some dumb character that nobody you know that's why her books always got canceled and it's like her books never got canceled Miss Marvel number one was the only Marvel comic in the past like 50 years not 50 years but the first Marvel comic since the early 90s to go into seven reprints like that doesn't happen anymore it hasn't happened since like Rob fucked up but since like Rob Liefeld and Jim Mm -hmm. Lee like and like all those guys worked for fucking Marvel that doesn't happen in comic books anymore it happened for fucking Kamala Khan shut the fuck up just because you don't like her yeah Um, yeah yeah on the other end of the spectrum, Travis, I, I, I'm on Google right now, and I, I Google News, Death of Miss Marvel. Um, CNBC and NBC and the, and <laughs> yeah. the left-wing media are saying how fans are upset uh, Marvel 
kills its first Muslim superhero. And they're like making like outrage. Like how could a company kill their only Muslim character? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's annoying too. Uh, yeah, like both sides are stupid, but at least like yeah. one's not hateful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like proper news channels reporting on it. Mm, kind of makes me nostalgic for the death of Superman when. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, he's really happens. gonna die, and he's really gonna stay gone. Yeah, uh, it happens every once in a while. Like Marvel did the nine eleven issue, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Captain America dying for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, I read an article on Breitbart once about a black Captain America. I wonder how that panned out. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of black Captain America, Travis. Yeah, we got our first look at uh, the new Captain America costume for the upcoming. Uh, New World Order, Captain America movie. Sam Wilson's Captain America. Yes, yes. Yes. Um, as well I as... Like it. I, I didn't like it. I mean, you yeah, showed it to me either. before we started. I, yeah. Fucking the TV show gave us an excellent version of the costume. Comic accurate. Distinct to Sam Wilson. And now they're giving us this fucking gold variant of the Winter Soldier costume from the looks of it. And I fucking... It sucks. <laughs> it's lame, man. I loved the Falcon and the Winter Soldier Sam Wilson Captain America suit so much because that is a cool costume from the comics. Yes. Like, yes. No matter how you feel about Sam Wilson as Captain America, if you don't like him, like, why? Sam Wilson's a cool fucking character. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. His costume's better than fucking Bucky's when he was Captain America. <laughs> so much better than Bucky's as Captain America. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so much better than the 80s uh, black Captain America suit with the, the, the <laughs> oh, you know, the Navy yeah. thing that went over, like the, the big cut, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? With the shield kind of on the chest. Um, this is like one of the better Captain America costumes like of all time in my yeah. opinion. Um I kind of hate the chainmail look. Um the way like I I actually I like I, it on original on, on Steve Rogers. But yeah, oh, I don't, do you? Do you? Yeah, 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 I do. I do. Okay. I don't want it on Sam Wilson though. And that's it's disappointing. Yeah. I uh drew like a warm up of cap with that the other day and realized I had to draw a million little <laughs> upside oh, down nice. yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah uh so I actually took like a French curve and like taped off where it would end like this little tiny bit so I could just move the thing and just go because yes. I was like this is driving yeah. me fucking crazy you know um, same thing happened once when I drew a death stroke, the Terminator or something like that. I was like, oh my God, the chain <laughs> It's only this one section. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's just that middle section on yeah. him, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cap is basically the whole thing's like that now. It like drove me fucking nuts. Yeah. Uh, we also got our yeah. uh, first look at the, one of the villains, probably one of the Serpent Society. Also, uh, being played by Seth Rollins, the, Oh. I like Seth Rollins. I uh, he's good at being annoying. Currently, uh, like, oh he's, really? He's, he's a villain. He's a very uh, annoying laugh. 
I haven't watched him in a while. Remember, like the whole Kingslayer thing when yes. he was going through that. I liked that. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah, that. Yeah. It was a good yeah. period for him. Yeah, it was a good uh, period for him. His costume also sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's lame. It looks like just doo doo. Yeah, yeah. It's just like he's wearing a trench coat, kind of. Yep. 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 Give me a silly snake costume, or I can make me lose interest in this thing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got quite a bit of Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff, even though we kind of have this lull in mm-hmm. releases up until. Well, I mean, we got this spring we're going to get uh secret invasion this summer we're going to get the movie with the marvels um mm-hmm. but we know that there are other releases coming up but we haven't had any concrete dates or any news on their release schedule but disney and marvel did announce that loki season two will be released on october 6th um i don't know how many episodes it is but it will be running Week to week, the way yes. all these Marvel shows have, I guess the it's not the bigger news because no one fucking cares about this show, um, <laughs> and people are actually excited for Loki. But Echo season one is going to be released on November 29th, and it's going to be released all at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A big change up that you are probably less thrilled than I am for it. I like the binge format. I, yeah. I'm i curious to know what the reason is for it. I hope it's not because it fucking sucks. Uh, I'm hoping it so people won't be anticipating Daredevil every week. Like, they did with She-Hulk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I bet it's a little bit of that. I don't know if it's that it sucks so much. It might just be... I hope it's not, like, the confidence level yes. in the product by the corporation because that's never a good sign yeah, yeah um yeah. we do know that disney plus and hulu are going to be merging into a single app in the united states soon um hulu has different release schedules for their series some of them are week by week some of them are all at once maybe they're just experimenting between the two services and that merger with it i think more realistically it's that coupled with um the recent writer's strike where they're like, okay, so we can't do reshoots. We can't bring the writers in on post-production for ADR or stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, like, let's pump out what we have now before we're affected by this too badly. Um, I don't be. know. Uh, I'm not look. I'm not looking forward to Echo so much. Maybe they'll uh, release something that gets me excited for it. Yeah, yeah. We should be getting a trailer. Right? soon right probably in a couple months yeah 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 um i have been revisiting that david mack error of daredevil yeah um and reading rereading rather some of those comics and i like echo in the comics uh she's only in like six issues of that David Mack run, but that's like a really good run, like pre-Bendis, pre um uh what's his name? The guy who writes all the pulp noir shit I like, uh Ed Brubaker. Yes. You know? Yes. Um but she's this she's a femme fatale while Electra wasn't around, who was the like 
Daredevil was blind and she was deaf and she was the sultry deaf girl going after the sultry blind guy. And I like that dynamic where she like worked for Kingpin was kind of like almost like Daredevil's black cat for like six issues. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But again, like Daredevil's blind. She was deaf. It was cool. Uh, They didn't do that in the MCU. They made her a child um, who was like a, soldier for the kingpin um i don't like that take as much the um tracksuit mafia was really fucking cool in hawkeye i (laughs) hawkeye is kind of my favorite of all the disney plus shows other than wandavision yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, it it really fit some, some things that i was very specifically looking forward to but like kazi and echo were not the highlights of yeah 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 right like, but I guess I don't know. Maybe they had um, a lot of confidence in what they saw, or maybe it was at an era where Disney was like, "Green light, green light, green light. This will never could be, end." Could be. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that it's good, but yeah, it's kind of a tough sell. Hmm. Yeah, it is a tough sell. So, but maybe they'll blow us away with the trailers and bring Vince D'Onofrio and fucking daredevil back in and everyone Mm -hmm. all will be right in the world um the other disney plus news is the uh originally titled agatha house of harkness or something like that um aubrey plaza released like some screening or showing or something that she was at because audrey plaza's in the series it's now been retitled to the darkhold diaries yes the second name change, I think this one's gone through. Yeah, yeah, making yeah. me feel real good and warm yeah. and fuzzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't really matter what you call this fucking show. It's <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to be watching it. Fucking, uh, I can't think of her name, but Catherine was, Hahn? Yes, highlight of one division, one of them. Uh, Absolutely. So yeah, I, I'm sold on this one, even though <laughs> this isn't really a, a character I would have expected to get a TV show on their own. No, Franklin and uh, Valerian Richards' babysitter? Yes. Getting their own spinoff? Yeah, yeah. It's a little ridiculous, but... But Catherine Hahn killed it. Um, mm-hmm. Audrey Plaza's fantastic. Like, Indeed. Indeed. I, I hope this show is silly. Like, I hope this is another 30-minute sitcom-y kind of thing. Because that, uh, would, that would be nice. It would really fucking work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm excited for it um the only other news i really have i don't know if i told you about this before we started recording hellboy the crooked man has finished filming i did we ever talk about that starting production at all? <laughs> we, we talked about like the guy from like logan or something oh yeah asked yeah and yeah. then mike mignola was writing it and now it's, now it's done, done filming well, that's yes. good for them. Maybe. This maybe. I mean, this is the second Hellboy reboot in the past three years. Um mm. which is crazy. Yeah. I, I hope it I hope it doesn't lean into what I think are like the studio tendencies on what they think Hellboy is. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like I think a studio looks at Hellboy and sees a big monster superhero, right? Like yeah, a yeah. Marvel or a DC movie with with supernatural shit. Like Hellboy's not that. It's 
something very specific. It, it's not even necessarily like what the Ron Perlman movies. No, no, that I would describe that as more superhero stuff. Huh? Yeah, and that, I mean that's Guillermo del Toro's Hellboy, and luckily yeah. enough, like it showed enough love and respect, especially for the design and the the world of yeah. Hellboy uh, from the comics, um, where it was really cool. Like we were talking about the whole reboot thing and the different interpretations of various things. Um, but if like we get a, uh, dark universe vibe, like, or, you know, fucking transformers vibe from Hellboy, like that would really be a bummer. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it would be the final nail in the coffin for the Hellboy, uh, media franchise outside of the comics. Hmm. I, I think it would. Right. Quite possibly, yeah. yeah. yeah I would think they're expensive to make. Yeah, they they can't be cheap. I but. mean, and the the first two only got two, so it's not like it was. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. It didn't have tremendous returns, but they must see something there. And Mignola seems happy. Mm-hmm. Um, he could also just be like making money, so. <laughs> You know, uh, that's nice. I, I like yeah. doing that myself, so I can't. Yeah, it's pretty uh, sweet. It's pretty sweet. Um, we don't have any Marvel for the next couple weeks, but we have stuff coming up on the docket that we will be talking about. If you want to reach out to us, you can email us at MCU Beyond Infinity Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us at the MCU Beyond Infinity Podcast Facebook group, a wonderful place that Kira Travis and I have founded to discuss any and all things related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, comic books, pop culture, movies, you name it. We're talking about it over there. We mentioned it before. Um, our friends over at Android's Amazing Podcast, uh, sponsored by Android's Amazing Comics in Sayville, New York. Um, they recently got funded for a Kickstarter campaign, Unknown Heroes Volume 2, uh, 100-something page comic book anthology from brand new uh, comic book artists and writers um and travis and i are going to be featured on it which is going to be pretty sweet i have a feeling our story will be totally different from everything else in this book though which i'm kind of nervous about yeah yeah like you're just like flipping through and you see like superhero stuff and then it's just like you know what what we do so yeah, yeah. um but uh yeah i'll put a post in the uh the facebook group about it um i don't know what we're going to be doing next week i am so happy that we finally got to talk uh robocop and for our two-year anniversary actually really yeah yeah this is our uh, 104th episode shit man so yeah Wow, this is quite the extravaganza. Uh, I have no idea how long this recording session is because we had to <laughs> it's take like four some, hours. I believe it, it's absolutely four hours. It might end up being a two-parter, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to be very careful with how I label it because I don't want anyone to think the second part is RoboCop Two. Uh, we are not <laughs> condoning the buffoonery of RoboCop Two, whether it be the Frank Miller comic book or or the <laughs> The actual robot titled RoboCop 2 or the film RoboCop 2. 
Um, don't be confused. There's three of them. We're saying Robocop also as well. If it is a two-parter, which it probably won't be. It'll probably just be a four hour thing that my mom listens to. Um, (laughs) with that being said, until next time, my name is John. I'm Travis. And dead or alive, you're coming with me.